Hey guys, brand new podcast, The Pretty Boy Relapse Tour is continuing to go and something's burning us up this week. I'm in Hartford, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Syracuse. We still have shows, tickets available for Sunday night on the Late Show at Syracuse. And then I'm off for a week and then we've got Moline, Rochester, where we got Rochester, Moline, Indianapolis, Chattanooga. Then it's my birthday week and I'm getting fucking lit. If you're enjoying Something's Burning, this week is Jim Jeffries and Forrest Shaw this coming week. I don't like to tell you until it's released, but it's Steve-O and Annie Letterman. (laughs) That's what you get for being a fan of the show and listening to the podcast and listening to the ads. It's coming out. It's a banger. And if you want to see the extended clips and more content, we're putting more content. uh, We're putting it all up at birdieboyproductions.com. There is a, a... a paywall behind it. You can see the full episodes unedited. I think hour 45 for most episodes. We cut them down to an hour for YouTube. But if you want to see the full episodes, all the shit we talked that we had to take out, go to birdieboyproductions.com. And like I said, we have more content. I have Leanne working out with my trainer with Sandy coming up. Uh, we've got a documentary about Red Rocks coming up. We'll put the documentary for my European tour. Oh my God, did I just slip that I'm doing a European tour and now it's coming in two weeks? Whatever. That's not a big deal. Hey guys, uh, let's get to the podcast. I want to thank the guys over at YMH for letting me do the intro here. I am in Austin. We did four great episodes of Two Bears, One Cave. Check out Tom with Greg Fitzsimmons last week. It's a banger. Tom's guest bears have been awesome. Who's this week? Is this week Mean It Of? This week's me and Tom. And then, uh, and we got four of those coming up. We're, be- we're we're trying our hardest to make sure everyone gets free quality content. Today's episode, this band really needs no introduction. If you aren't, an, if you aren't, if you don't know who the Liver King is, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You're about to get an earful, an eyeful, and a mouthful. We eat raw liver. We eat raw lung. We eat raw testicle. We eat bone marrow raw. This guy is a fucking cannonball. He is an awesome dude. We had a great conversation. And I will tell you, man, he hits some really strong points. In this interview, I I really kind of walked away. And I kept thinking of a few things he said. One, namely, rites of passage for young men. I thought that was like, yeah, man, we've really dropped the ball on rites of passage. Um, It's a fantastic episode. I don't really need to say much more. You're going to love this guy. uh, Without further ado, I don't know what to call him other than the Liver King. Ladies and gentlemen, the Liver King. This is I just started Sober October. Um, yesterday was my first day of sobriety, and so I'm dragging ass. So, uh... I'm going to help you out with that a little bit. I'm going to share. I want I want to talk about that because I, I find that I, I, I find that fascinating. I heard you on Fighter and the Kid. And uh, and those I, guys are amazing. Eh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. You just say it like it is. Listen, I, no, I, I love I those love guys. Them. I love those. OK, guys. I've, I've known them forever. <laughs> They're great dudes. So wait, what was the NDA? I thought you said the NBA, and I was like, wow, how off-brand is this? And here's the thing. He's I, like, I want to talk about what's going on in the NBA. I was like, I never thought you'd be a basketball player. Dude, when I, I go on podcasts and people ask me about names, yeah, and I live in such a primal bubble, yeah. I tell them, listen, I, I don't know shit about what's going on in the world. Yeah. If there's a hurricane coming, I don't know about it. It's so funny. 
can I tell you, I, I, I was looking and there's something going on and everyone's protesting around the world for Iran today. Yeah. And I was like, I can guarantee that is a subject that will not come up between me and you. Yeah, hell yeah. Because I don't know what's going on. And yeah. I'm like, I'm certain you. And I was like, we, I was wondering, I was wondering, we live in our own, I live in my own world. Like I live in my own world and I don't, I, I found that when I venture into like subjects that I don't know about, I just get in trouble. Yeah, well, it's like uh, talk about what you know, right? Welcome to my world, you know. Um, but th this is the thing, like for us to take extreme ownership, it means to first start with personal responsibility, personal accountability, right? Yeah. People want to start talking about these issues going on halfway across the world. Yeah. They want to talk about the NBA. They want to talk about, and I do want to talk about the NDA here in a second. Um, they they want to start talking about crypto and investing. But they're living paycheck to paycheck, and they're in they're in the deepest debt you can imagine, right? Yeah. So this is what I tell people: like, hey, you can you can try and bring up uh, people and policy and, and politics with me, but guess what? I, I got a policy on this. I don't talk about those kind of things because you know how many people are so desperately hurting today they can't help themselves. They can't help. The, and, and then here's the thing: so what I say is, once you can help yourself, help your family, get your house in order. After you can get your house in order, go help your neighbor, and then go help your community. Once you can do that. If you now want to talk about something going on halfway across the world yeah. or something else, uh, hey, listen, let's let's go to dinner. Let's go to dinner. But especially when I have a platform to do this, I'm like, do you know how many people listening are suffering with such depth? They hate their lives. They're hurting. They need to hear other things, you know, and they need this sort of comedic relief where they can expand and ha and be filled with laughter because so, you can't control. Go, go ahead. Did you always because. I, I it's so funny you say that I have a um if you can just turn the noise on the camera off I have a deep um I don't think people see it but I have a deep empathy for people that kind of hurts me sometimes where I see people hurting like I'll see someone and I'll go I, and I, I, it's so crazy you say that I thought I, I I can't explain it to people but I do see it and and I as you say this I just heard Jordan Peterson say the same thing about so many people are hurting right now that uh and i remember walking out of a starbucks one day and i just saw the look on a woman's face i, I don't mean to sound callous and or, or or insensitive but uh her her shirt her belly was a little bigger and it was sticking out of her shirt she i, I didn't think she wanted to be in the body she was in she did she had a very upset thing she was smoking a cigarette and i so clearly saw that that cigarette was a way to try to bring some joy back into her morning. Mm -hmm. And I just, and, I, and I went, how many people live like that? And that day I spent, it was my old house. I did, I, I'm hyper aware of how hurting people are. And I, when you say that, I am a very lucky person. I'm very happy. My only gift is that for whatever reason, I see things a little silly or I'm good at telling a story. And when you can bring that joy and get someone to disconnect and I think I probably do it in the immediate. You're looking for more of a long future. Um, it's both. It's both. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's. I, I've heard that so much that it's crazy. That when did you when did you start noticing people were hurting? You know, between ten and fifteen, that was me. I hated the body that I lived in. I hated the brain that I had. I, I hate hated the body I'm in right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, here's the no, deal. no, no, no. That's that's a really that's a real statement. And then I think people are going to glance over and go, yeah, wait, wait, wait. when you have to wash a body you hate, it sucks. And when you have to wash and feel a belly that you, that you're like, God damn it, man. Every day. I don't, I don't shower often. I'm being dead serious. Everyone knows this. I don't shower often. I jump in a pool. 
I get in the polar plunge. I get in the outdoor shower. But I don't go into a shower and do a full shower because washing your foot is exhaust. You, you get out of breath if you're overweight. That's very that's so you, you at a young well, age. It's you also felt primal that. To, to not shower. You know, we, you probably oh, have yeah. heard of the gut microbiome. We have a skin microbiome. We have an oral microbiome. When yeah. people start showering, there's this hygiene hypothesis that somebody said, "Hey, start showering. Start putting. Up, I'm going to start selling you shit. I want you to buy it." And it's to our detriment, right? But do not bring this up to surfers in Hawaii. You know, surfers in Hawaii do not shower. They do not shower. They smell like fucking wolf pussy, but they do not shower. <laughs> well, for the record, I don't shower either. So if I smell like wolf pussy, you know, <laughs> I think it's on brand. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> but 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 here's here's the deal: is that this was my life for five years. I, I would come home. I was I had zero self-worth. I was completely humili- I, I I felt like uh, just completely worthless. And um, I had to figure my way out of that hellhole. And, and these Only are just, child? I, I have an older brother. Yeah. But my older brother, was he was off doing his thing. He didn't give a shit anymore yeah. at this point. I grew up without a dad. I didn't, have, I didn't have a dad to put me around his arm and say, hey, here's, here's how you need to stand up for yourself. Here's what you need to do. I had to figure out, you know, th- this thing myself. And, again, and I just, I want to make this really clear. I couldn't be more grateful. This was the first toughest thing I ever, this was my first true rite of passage. Yeah. We all need to have these rites of passages. But um, when, when I come on any podcast, I, I try and just explain how grateful I am to be here. Because I, I want to just frame this with, with these facts because you can feel when people are hurting. Right? But, but the facts are 85% of people have self-esteem issues. 80% struggle paycheck to paycheck, live beyond our means. And, and it's because there's something in our head that says, if we go buy this watch, if we go buy this car, if we go buy this handbag and we live beyond our means, we're going to attempt to express value, worth, and potential outside of ourselves, extrinsically, right? Mm-hmm. But our real value, you know this, it comes from in here. And yeah. that stacks and compounds over time. 70% of us are overweight, half are obese, 50% are on prescription medicine, 40% have or will get cancer, and 20% can't have kids, are completely infertile. So when I talk about people hurting with such depth and they hate their lives, and then they project that, that, that hate onto the outside world, and there's this better life to live. This is why I exist today is, is, is to be able to connect with giants like you that have these incredible platforms so that we can share this message because there's a better, simple life to live. And, and if we can start doing some of these simple things, we can return this kind of joy, health, and happiness back to people's lives and, and, and inspire people to live a life that's fucking kick-ass and, and worth living. Where do, you think, where do you think that starts? What's the first thing? Because I know you have nine you have nine nine ancestral things inc- yeah yeah but what, what's the number one thing to make that start because I, I remember when i met my wife i remember being fat i still had my hair uh my teeth were okay and i remember thinking i gotta the first if i if i want to meet if i want to be with the person i that i want to want me because i was dating girls that i, I didn't want to be with and i go if i want to meet that that woman i gotta be the person that she wants to be with and the first thing I did was I, I just skinnied up my diet. All I allowed myself were um, chicken wraps that I would make. Like I'd, I'd grill a ton of chicken, cut them, slice them up, put them in, in a tortilla with some cheese, hot sauce. And that was my everything I ate. And then at night I got steak and, steak and, and vegetables. And I hiked. I did two days. I did spin class and I, and I hiked. Yeah. I did two days. Yeah. Those were integral. This is what I looked like. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And so... I mean, that guy was also broke. How old were, <laughs> how old were you? And then? not doing arenas. What? <laughs> yeah, I was tw- I was twenty nine. At twenty nine, and 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 here's the deal. I talk about this all the time. It, and then we get in really good shape, and and we put our best foot forward to meet our complementary opposite. 
Yes. And then all of a sudden we get comfortable. We might lose a couple of pounds to get married and take pictures for the honeymoon. But then in perpetuity, we gain five pounds a year. And then we wake up next to a beast. And maybe it's because we also became the beast. And, and somebody said, hey, this is okay to start doing. And, and I'm sure everyone still loves their complimentary opposite. But we need to not just love them. We need to also lust them, right? So if we attract our complementary opposite, this is the thing. This is what, why I'm, what I'm here to, to preach today is these nine ancestral tenants make it so much more effortless. What I hope that, that so I will tell you where, where to start because people are working hard. I know a lot of people working really hard in the gym and they think they're eating some of the right stuff. But if, if you're sleeping like shit and if, if, you, if you shield like you, shit. By the way, as you do this, I go I, four or five times I went, that's me. That's me. Yeah. That's me. Well, fifty percent are obese. That's me. <laughs> you keep going. Well, th this is most of the world. Yeah. Th th and again, this was me too. This was me as well. So again, I know what that feels like. And, and because I also we discovered this out of first principle thing. Our kids were so sick; they were taking ambulance trips to the hospital. They could not breathe. The first thing my, my wife uh, and I were talking about is asthma. Um, it was way beyond asthma. Inflammatory. It, it was. It was very severely immune in nature. Um, you know, like they, they could go into a, a new house and just a new environment, they would break out in hives and, and they almost all the time were just kind of wheezing, but then their throats would close up, you know, and then they couldn't breathe at all. Christ. Then the ambulance. And, and so when they couldn't breathe like that, you know, immediately we think, okay, we need to have more kids. Right. And, and, and but, but the, but the reality of it is, you know, <laughs> the, the, just, so you're, just so we're clear, that's not where my brain went. No, I know, I know. <laughs> I, need to, I need more kids. We're going to lose these at a quick clip. <laughs> you know, every, every, well, here's the thing. Every time I say that, she's like, she gets really offended. She's like, you shouldn't say that. No, and I, I love it though. I, I said, I think I can say that here. And so the deal is, you know, we figured, we figured this out because, um, because they couldn't breathe. And then when we started applying this, this to our own lives, these nine ancestral tenants, and we'll get into more of them, but it's sleep, eat, move. Shield, connect, cold. Okay, hold on. I mean, can I get a pen and a paper, please, guys? Sleep, eat, move makes fucking complete sense to me. Sleep, eat, move. That's like, you could, you could, that should be a shirt. I don't have a pen. This pen doesn't work. That should be a shirt. Sleep, eat, move. Just sleep, eat, move. In that black with the sleep, eat, move is, makes, I don't have any disagreement with that. Um, how many hours should you sleep a night? I think that you need to plan to be in bed for nine hours. Okay. You need to plan to be in bed for nine hours. You want to have eight hours of sleep, but way what's what's exponentially more important than that is the quality of sleep that you get when you're there. I'll show you my sleep last night. It was on my whoop. It was horrible, but it was my first night not going to sleep with a fucking couple Tito's and sodas. Or te I'm drinking tequila now. Please tell me you can allow tequila in this sleep eat move thing. <laughs> yes. Sixty six percent. And, and that was you, my sleep. And you know how much better you know how much better that can be, I right? Do, because that's yeah. also basing it um, off of some other metrics that they, that 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 device considers a baseline or what can be optimal for you. Um, do you get early morning sun every day? I do, but I heard Huberman talk about that. About I, maybe I heard you talk about that. I, I forget who someone said it was me. It was me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I take credit for it. You, I've been talking about this uh, since 2016. Yeah, you know um, um, that. We first thing in the morning, we need to go out. We need to get early morning sun through the eyes, on the face, on the skin. This sets your biocircadian rhythm so that your body knows when to be alert and awake versus sleepy and sleeping. This is the first environmental cue that entrains the, the, this sort of cycle, right? And there's a lot more, right? But but when we're talking about sleeping, sleep, eat, move, um, most people will get in the bed for eight or nine hours or maybe less. But I'm still thinking this is usually the wrong question. It's what do I need to do to optimize my time when I'm in the bed? 
and you need to set up your best sleep by getting early morning sun every day. Finish your last meal three to four hours before bed. I got that. I'm on that. I'm on that. But that's because I was throwing up in my throat and breathing into my lungs. God damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me let me tell you something. I, <laughs> I am the I am the right guy for your program because I I I I like where you're going with it, and I like everything you say. I also happen to I I I'm not a big raw guy, but I love when when I can find liver. I love liver. Hell I yeah. love liver, and I'm a big drinker so anything that helps rebound my liver and it does yeah and it does i mean I, I, nobody will debate that choline is a massive uh nutrient that's going to help provide liver support yeah. what's the most nutrient dense food that provides choline support it's liver liver and egg yolks but yeah. but here's the deal without getting too wrapped around the axle you know you also want to take in the sunset as a final environmental cue the day's winding that. down i'm in i'm in um, are and, we are we real quick before we move forward is alcohol in this at all yes ah Dude, you got me. I, that was a great podcast. It was great having you on. No, that's fucking, that's all, like, I'm, I'm a big, I love, I love, I've been loving tequila lately. So keep going. Eat, sleep, move. So getting in bed, getting yourself prepared, seeing a sunset, sleeping. Uh, are you a side sleeper or a back sleeper? I don't even know what's going on when I close. Once I close my eyes, it's like. Do you wake up in the middle of the night? You know, occasionally I do. Yeah. I, okay. I, I would never wake up and go to the restroom. In fact, I, I if I if I have to go to the restroom, I'm like, you did that to yourself. You're gonna pay the price. You're gonna hold that shit. You know. Uh, but but here's the big thing: is our brains are so similar. Oh, yeah, I, I, I I say that to myself. I that's why. So so if 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 I had these tenants, my number one um my number one tenant that I have is um is uh being punitive. I believe in being punitive to yourself. Good. I believe that if you're going to stay up and party all night, your brain should wake you up and go, you did this to yourself. Yeah. I love that thought because it inspires me to work out. I work out every day. I have a trainer. She'll, she might come by to meet you, but I, I work out every day. I bust my ass. I'm probably, and I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm one of the harder working guys in the business, but it's punitiveness that it allows me to. The reason I work so hard is I don't believe I'm good and I don't believe I deserve it, and I believe I'm too indulgent, and so all those things fill me up with going like um, not a hatred. It's not hatred. Yeah, it's just going no, but no fuck boy, you did this to yourself yeah, last yeah. night. Get the fuck up right now. Yeah. So I love that. Good, and uh, I believe a lot of this stuff drives me as well, and I think it can and and should be punitive on both ways. Um, what if, what if it's something that we earn before doing it? You know, I don't go on a mushroom adventure or a drinking adventure if I haven't earned it. And, and and then, so I'll learn it ahead of time. And then guess what? Then I'll imbibe and I'll take on whatever poison I want to take on. And then I'll treat that as punitive as well. So then I'll earn it on, on both sides. I love it. And and so the, the, you asked, so how do we start with this? Because sleep might be the most complicated. Um, the name is liver king because liver is king. It's as simple as that. Start getting liver into your life. If you want to be an alpha organism kicking ass in life, I always say do what other alpha organisms do. Killer whales, they rip open great white sharks. Some pods do this, and they go for the liver first. Yeah. Modern-day primitive culture tribes, they're the happiest people you've ever met. So content, so fulfilled. They have no material possessions. They go for the liver first. They're kicking ass in life. And so I say, you know, I can tell you about all the vitamins, the minerals, the peptides, all those things in liver. But if you want to be an alpha organism kicking ass in life, eat liver because liver is king. That's, that's where to start. Yeah. And then we'll talk about other simple things because, again, like if you tell somebody, hey, go do these 
all of these things all at once, guess what you're going to get? Overwhelmed. It's like, you know what? Keep drinking, keep eating, keep doing exactly what you're doing. I'm going to tell you how to overlay a couple of simple things. Start getting liver into your life. Start getting real sun, the nourishment of the sun. Get your bare feet connected, anchored, grounded into the earth. Start doing these simple things. And most people will feel so much better. Then that gives them some, it gives them more drive, more determination, more energy, more the currency of life to take massive action. And then guess what happens? They get into the gym. They start lifting heavy shit. Yeah. They start putting down the damn phone and doing what we're doing right now. And when that fills them with this kind of electricity and then the light bulbs go on and then they think, um, this is the truth. I, I, I used to love, have, and I still have drinks. I still have drinks. Um, and, and we usually imbibe in something every single Saturday and it's there's no moderation. I don't believe in moderation. I don't either. Okay, good. And it, it, because it's like- The way, I wish, I wish there was a way to implant your- voice and thoughts and just into a little speaker behind my ear because that's how i think i don't believe in moderation at all keep going uh, oh yeah so, uh, so so we do this stuff and when you're so i i call our ecosystem an ecosystem of primals because we're i, I believe we're i've born, heard you talk about primals and subprimals correct and that's right that's okay, right subprimals are are what, what rogan would call betas you, you, sure, you know, it's, it's people that are living a suboptimal life, a subprimal, a suboptimal life, a, a life of suffer, struggle, hurt, and hate. Most people are living that life and they're doing nothing about it. They, they, they go to a job that they hate. They come home to a life that they, don't, that they don't love. They sedate themselves with food, Netflix, porn, medication. And their days is there's hardly any real meaning and connection in that day. There's no connection. I, man, I, I'm, I, I can't tell you how many things you've brought up where I go. I just thought that the other, we went to a bachelor party and uh, I woke up and I was very hungover and we got IVs and for whatever reason, I I just I couldn't rebound like I normally do and I was in bed and I was trying to go. Let me just take a little nap and get and I and it's it's funny. I went and I put porn on my phone. I was talking to Tommy about this the other day, and the thing I was watching wasn't something that was ever going to happen in my life with my wife and i thought what am i doing like what is there's this isn't real yeah this is i'm looking to fill my head with endorphins or with about something that's not real like this yeah. it's i mean there's and i'm not there i'm not a, a fan of either i'm just like it's not like i'm watching football and i go i'll never do that this is something that i go no i do this and that's something and i was like i gotta stop watching porn yeah. and i literally said it's just bad for my i don't think it's good for my relationship and I don't think it's good for my brain to live in this world where I go, yeah. that's the thing that turns me yeah, on? Yeah. The thing that will never happen to me? It's just not good for our neurochemistry. No. And I love that you're talking about being barefoot outside. Because when we went to Australia, my first time I ever went to Australia was with my wife. And, I, and my wife and I ended up being in a park and taking our shoes off and walking around a park in Australia. And I thought to myself, now granted, I'm on the, I'm on the other side of the globe. So I thought, oh, cool. I've, I've always wondered what this turf would feel like. But I had the greatest trip of my life and i kept i was bare i would get barefoot all the time i'm a big barefoot guy though i'm, I'm barefoot right now yeah, yeah i saw that yeah and, and so you're with your wife were you holding hands yeah and were you under the sun yeah these are three of the ancestral tenants right you, th listen you can't be walking barefoot on the beach holding hands with someone that you love under the sun and have a shitty time that's very hard you know and so as you, as you stack the nine ancestral tenants the light your life just gets more primal so we're born these perfect primals we're born wild and free undomesticated beings and then we slowly start to domesticate ourselves but that's not our fault it's not our fault i don't think i think I don't, at that young age i don't believe so yeah either. right right and so like so this happened to my daughter my daughter is my daughter was the 
fucking alpha primal. This fucking child to this day, and, and she's regaining it now. But there was a period where very primally she fell in love with anime. She thought, that's cool. I like that art. I'm into it. And she shared it with some friends that made fun of her. And she started saying, I don't want to show everyone the stuff I like. Mm. And she started going into a shell. Mm. And I was like, that happens. That happens. And that's unfair to me. That happens to little kids little like that want to blossom and be the ultimate version of themselves yeah. like you unabashedly are right now. Like that's the cool thing about you is that you're not pretending to be this. This is what you are. And this is who you are. Same with me. I, I like I'm perform shirtless on stage. There are a lot of people that don't like it. There are a lot of comics. That- I, I I was blown away by it. I loved it. I mean, immediately. I mean, j- to be able to do that, to be able to go out there and be uninhibited, to be that wild, that free. That's why you connect so deeply and so naturally in a true primal that that is uninhibited. So so I also you know, w- went through this phase where I was completely domesticated, where right. I was too cool, where I tried to protect myself. You know, it took a lot of work and a lot of experience, life and death experiences. It took a lot of working out. It, it took a lot of um, just immersing myself in the wilderness for this guy to emerge, for the, for the liver king to break out of that cage and to emerge. So um, I, I don't believe it's necessarily our fault as we're growing up. It's not, this yeah. is just what happens. Um, but then what happens is, we are to blame, I believe, when we get to a certain age and we watch and we watch everyone buy into an assimilated life and we go, oh, I need the stereo system. I need the job that gets me the stereo system. I need the thing that gets me the, the well, I want a Honda Civic. Yeah. He's got a Honda Civic with the leather interior. Well, I want one of those. And that that is when, and that happens, I think, in college, out of college, where you start, and then all of a sudden you're following down a path. And I'm I apologize, but you're inspiring me to feel like this is stuff that I, I agree I agree with everything you're saying. And it's so hard to then just make a decision and go, I want to be a stand-up comedian. And everyone's like, do you know how many people told me you're going to, you should sell boats. Um, you should sell carpet. I can get your job selling carpet. And so many times I was like, am I a fucking idiot for thinking that I believe in myself? Am I an idiot for doing my own path? Yeah. I mean, so many people thought I was a loser out loud out loud i'd hear them say that at thanksgiving you go back to tampa and they're like yeah he's still doing the whole comedy thing well he'll be back in a year yeah and to be able to embrace your primal self and say this is who i am this is what i do and then even being a comic and then going i want to perform with my shirt off and so many people going that's the dumbest thing i've ever fucking heard but embracing that primalness i think that's that that path to happiness you're talking about. It absolutely is. And once you discover your real primal potential, yes. this kind of connection. You need a fucking summer camp. <laughs> okay, I'm not right. even joking. I'm not even fucking joking. By the way, you need a summer camp where people go in because when you think about your happiest times in life, right? Now, my, my happiest times are right now. But, like, I think of, like, I could ride a bike from neighborhood to neighborhood when I was a kid. I'd maybe ride 15 miles. Yeah, same here. And never once did I feel like it was a workout. Never once did I have to put headsets on to do it. Never right. once did I, 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 you'd pull over. I grew up in Florida. You'd pull over and do an orange grove and grab an orange, peel it. And that was your lunch. I didn't, I wasn't starving yeah. all the time. I didn't need coffee to get me there. I didn't want to, I never thought at the end of the day, I'm going to definitely get a cocktail for doing all this. Yeah, yeah. I just lived in this perfect primal being that was just like, oh, it was the fucking greatest. Yeah. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're going through issues, as complicated as they may seem for you, they may be a little easier 
with the help of someone else. I, I, I say that from my own past experience. I will be sitting in problem-solving mode when facing something challenging in life and, and looking for a solution. And when you bring in a therapist, it can make it easier for you to accomplish your goal, no matter how big or how small, if you've ever thought about using therapy. Um, and I say using because it's, it's a tool. It's, not a, it's, it's, it's a tool to help your, your problems become a little simpler for you to wrap your head around, for you to deal with. Sometimes the biggest problem can, when you talk about it in therapy, all of a sudden doesn't seem that big anymore. And then a month later, you're like, wow, I can't believe I was stuck on that. But if you weren't in therapy, you'd be stuck on it for a month. You'd be thinking about it every day, day in, day out if you're me. I'm in therapy. I do online therapy. I've found personally that with online therapy, it's more affordable. It's very convenient, very accessible. And, uh, and if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. And like I said, it's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bert today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Bert. I don't have any tattoos. I don't have any of them. I don't, I don't have any ink. I got nothing. My wife does on her ankle, and it looks horrific, mostly because her ankle's dry as shit. So we got this Mad Rabbit, right? You got to check out Mad Rabbit. We rubbed it on her ink, and it looked fucking beautiful. And immediately the girls were like, Dad, can we get little tattoos on our arms? And and now the whole family wants them because of of this Mad Rabbit. I mean, it looks so good on her ankle that it it really pops and you look at it at a tattoo who that was gotten so long ago and now looks amazing here's the thing mad rabbit is committed to reinventing aftercare of your tattoo founded by two friends with a passion for ink mad rabbit creates simple effective and natural products to help improve the healing process preserve your ink all delivered directly to your door their hero product the tattoo balm revitalizes replenishes and proactively preserves your ink. It's effective in both new and old and all skin types. When Mad Rabbit says natural ingredients, they mean it. The balm has eight ingredients, shea butter, cocoa butter, beeswax, calendula, a flower, sweet almond, lavender, frankincense, and cucumber. That's it. So forget the days of ingredients you can't pronounce. With Mad Rabbit, you know what you're putting on your body is truly all natural. Plus, they've got all the products you need for your tattoo from a, t- a tattoo sunscreen to a soothing gel and more. And in April 2021, just two years into Mad Rabbit's existence, they became a carbon neutral company because they believe in leaving the world a little better than when they started. How do you not love this company? Especially if you're like Rogan and you're sleeved. I think Tom and I were thinking about, about getting ink on our scars right here. Um, This is the go-to product, especially like if you're going to go out just a little, little moisturizer. Brighten it up. Bring it to life. So when you're thinking tattoo care, think Mad Rabbit. They've preserved over 1.5 million tattoos. And right now, they've got an exclusive offer just for BurtCast listeners. And right now, if you go to madrabbit.com slash BurtCast and use the promo code BurtCast, you'll receive 25% off. That's 25% off when you head to madrabbit.com slash BurtCast and use our promo code BurtCast. This is how modern day primitive culture tribes live. I've, I've, we've been to the Amazon. We've been to Africa to visit 
with these modern day primitive culture tribes. And, and when you see them do that, you, you, they got it figured out. And then when you can do that, when you can express that, when you can live your life so uninhibited, it's almost like, fuck, I'm, I'm having a drink 24 seven. Because when you're with your closest friends and family, you know, you can live life with reckless abandon, right? Yeah. And, and when you can do that, you can connect at the deepest level instantaneously. And then the time that you spend together is far deeper, far more rich than the superficial nice shit that people just say, you know, in passing, you yeah. know? And, and so this is what I want. And, and it takes time to get back to that, to, to let that primal person out. But if we start with liver, you're going to have more energy. We're going to have more drive. And then we get the sun. Then we connect with the earth. And then we're going to start. Then I wrote um, the, this book. It's the nine ancestral tenants. It's free. So you just go to liverking.com and you download it. It's the nine ancestral tenants. Um, but, but and the it, first three are sleep, eat, move. Yeah. It's sleep, eat, move. Keep it going. Shield, connect, cold. Shield, connect. I love connect. Cold? Right. I like cold too, actually. And, and so it's sleep, eat, move, shield, connect, cold, sun, fight, and bond. Bond, this is fucking... Has Rogan read this? These are all his things too. And th this is this is the thing. This it's like fucking... so. I, I've had this stuff. Uh, I developed this back in, in probably we've been doing this probably since about 2014. Uh, we've actually been living this way for about ten to four, ten, maybe, maybe twelve years or so. But I actually wrote about this um, in 2014. So and then, 2010, you kind of transformed into where where you are right correct, now. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And and then you know what I love though when when people like Andrew Huberman have come onto the scene. Like I talk about this stuff. Uh, based on first principle thinking, based on what modern day primitive culture do, uh, what, what they do from an evolutionary standpoint. And then you got these geniuses that come and now, now they start talking about the science behind it. And I so desperately need this validation and this kind of support because these things are free to do. Yeah. Right. They're accessible to everybody. It costs nothing. And you can start today and it will change your life tomorrow. Huberman's my guy. I, I, I love that guy. And I love, but I also. I wonder sometimes if it's like the same way that like uh, that like Christians love Joel Osteen, like and like you know what I mean? Because in what like, way, like confirmation? Or yeah, what? it's because like everything Huberman says, I go fucking. I love doing that. Like I, I love working out. I love well, no, not everything. I think there's he's a little bit of a quack when it comes to alcohol, but <laughs> but no. Well, but, what's, but, what's his uh, philosophy but like, on uh, that? Sauna. I love sauna. Okay. I love sauna. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Polar plunge. I love polar plunge to do. 90 minutes, I think it's 90 minutes of sauna and, and 15, 12 minutes or 15 minutes of a polar plunge a week and helps your inflammatory responses, help your, your heat shock proteins and all this stuff. Exactly, uh, yeah. Dr. Ronda Rousey, all these people, I, I find these people that I love what they say yeah. and, and, and I can listen to them forever. And, and you're right, what you're saying is right. And, and when the morning sun, I think I heard both of you guys say that. And I woke up the next day, I turned on my, my, my um, uh, hot tub in bed and I went, I'm gonna let I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna take my blood pressure medicine. I'm gonna have some coffee. And I'm gonna sit in, in some hot water and get some morning sun. And I sat there with my face in the sun and I was like, fuck, I feel fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel I love it. And I worked with a dude, I won't say his name, but I worked with a dude who used to travel with a case. I'm not I'm not laughing at him, and I apologize if it sounds like I am. It was silly to me at the time, but he traveled with a case that shot uv lights at his face mm -hmm. and he'd sit and hold it there and it was for his depression yeah and and he traveled with this fucking it looked like, it looked like he was growing weed in his hotel room and he just held it to his face and he was like it feels so fucking good and and, and again like I, I know we're kind of going out of order here yeah. but like with sun for example um you see moms today well-intentioned covering up all 
every surface of their of their child's skin and then slathering lotion sunblock on it right um because we go from the indoors to the car back to the indoors and so few people actually get the sun the stuff that we've evolved with the stuff that we need right and so it's like almost all this stuff it compounds and, and it does it tells us something to express some way and and so the more we can do the more we can stack the better we end up feeling and so this is an important thing to me again to get this message out because the fourth one is shield. Yeah, and, shield. I don't. I don't understand what yeah, it is. That? And, and so shield really is all about um, our early ancestors. They had to run away from lions, right? They had to. So shield is all about protection. So the metaphor that we have, what, we're, what we need to run away from today, are um, non-native things that are poisonous to us, that are okay. toxic to us. So for example, um, petrochemical clothing. You know, we, we, we've always worn, so even when cl- clothes are, are relatively new thing for us even, yeah. uh, but the clothes that we should be wearing should probably be native material like cotton, like hemp, just things that come from the earth. But yeah. we, most of our clothes today is made from microplastics, from petrochemicals, right? That affect our endocrinology, that affect our hormone system. Like or Under Armour shit? Uh, I don't want to say any names, but I mean, almost every brand is made from polyester. Yeah. You know, or a blend of polyester. Some of it's like 100% polyester. And then they spray some, something else on top of it that they call antimicrobial. What do you think that stuff is? I think I have those underwear on right now. Well, well we need to get you some <laughs> cotton underwear. I'm kidding. Man. I don't wear underwear. The, um, the, uh, I, but I, I, I can agree with that. I buy into that. By the way, I, I feel like the less clothes, the better. Like, I'm a, I'm a bi- I was a big-time naked guy for a long time. Then you had kids. I'm a, I'm a Speedo guy, hardcore someone just reintroduced me i just did a fitting and they reintroduced me to jock straps and i was like i haven't worn a jock strap in fucking forever yeah i was like i think i might start rocking jock straps <laughs> okay like i but i'm i'm a big the less clothes the better but i'm but i'm also have tactile issues so these shirts i only wear these shirts it's james purse 100 cotton very light Good. yeah but I, I love these shirts i will wear jeans on stage but for the most part i'm yeah i'm 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 hardcore cotton guy. So if you think of like these non-native things that have come into our environment today, um, I see young kids wearing all polyester from head to toe. They got their cell phone next to their dick and balls. Yes. They got this this new watch that's also sending and receiving data, right? They're wearing deodorant that has aluminum and non-native scents, fabricated processed scents inside of them. And then they spray themselves with other fragrances. I don't understand that. I do not understand um, cologne and perfumes and stuff. I don't get... That it's it's almost like we got indoctrinated to believe that this scent is the thing we should want to smell. Yeah. When like I'll t- I'll tell you very candidly, my friend Nathan Florence, who's a professional surfer, is easily one of the worst smelling human beings I've ever seen smelled in my life. And he it, and he goes, oh yeah, I don't wear deodorant. But after being around him, you don't mind it as much. It's not. It's like the first smell that you go. The same way you get in an Uber and you go, whoa, what the fuck is that? It was the first scent. And I went, that's not that bad. And then if you don't wear deodorant, you don't notice it at all. That's right. That's you right. don't notice it at all. Yeah. And so then I was like, wait, I didn't wear deodorant either. I said to him, I go, is that me or you? He goes, it's definitely me. Yeah. And then we <laughs> went and drank Mai Tais by the beach. Me And I and I was like, I don't smell them at all because I smell. I didn't shower either. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all you just smell is just, it's you, really. Yeah. It's not. Well, and th- th- guess what? This is how men smell. I remember when I started doing this, Liver Queen says, hey, you smell like shit. And I said, get used to it. This is how a man smells, you yeah. know? And, and, and again, we're indoctrinated. We're trained, you know, to buy 
what somebody else prefers or tells you how you should smell. And, and guess what? Now I can Tom can't. Ford. All of a sudden, Tom Ford tells me what smells good. Well, I don't think Tom Ford in a, no offense, Tom Ford, but if we were out hunting, I think he'd be the first thing everyone smelled. Right. Like, you know, I yeah. don't think he'd last a minute in the fucking jungle. Right, right. But all of a sudden, we're, because I don't like cologne. I've never liked cologne. I've worn it one time as an adult, and it was to go see Sebastian Maniscalco perform. And, and, and then here's the thing. Everyone's wearing it. So guess what? You're just like, you, you think that you're wearing it to separate yourself. Oh, I smell good. Guess what? Everyone smells the same way you smell. But you, you know how people don't smell? They don't smell the way that we smell when we don't wear deodorant. And yeah. these things have xenoestrogens. They're foreign things to us. So when I talk about shield, I'm talking about from what we wear, what we breathe, what we surround ourselves with, the cell phone next to the dick and balls being uh, around Wi-Fi 24-7. So the main thing I'm going to tell you about shield, I'm going to make it really simple because it's great if you can ditch the, the deodorants. It's great if you, and some people say, oh, I can't do that. I got a job. But you can still find natural deodorants. Like crystals and stuff. And, and, and guess what? We're supposed to sweat. Like right now I'm sweating. You know, this is my air conditioning. We're not supposed to block these thermoregulatory mechanisms it's that why, we have. It's why they, it's why they eat spicy food in equa equatorial countries yeah. is because it helps cool them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I try and share with people, um, I know you're not going to make massive sweeping changes. So just get your cell phone out of your pocket. Put it in airplane mode when you sleep. And guess what? You don't need your Wi-Fi when you're sleeping either. Put your Wi-Fi on a timer. Just start, do those simple things to start shielding. And then you can go off the deep end with shielding, right? But let's just start there. And then as you start to look better and feel better and function better, you're going to say, oh, how far can I take this? I'll tell you where I take it. I, this is going to sound horrible. I don't enjoy brushing my teeth with toothpaste. I've never found a toothpaste that tastes good to me. It's so foreign from what I'd normally. I'm not a big mint uh, guy. I don't, eat all, 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 I don't eat a ton of mint with my food. And so all of a sudden, the fact that I have to wake up and have mint, it's always bothered me that I can't get something. And there was a period where I was brushing my teeth with soap because what you I- brush your teeth with soap? What kind of soap? I can't believe I'm blowing you away on fucking- <laughs> By the way, Segura just clipped that out. And he's like, that's how I- So I would just get soap. I would get soap in the, in the hotel rooms because I travel with a toothbrush, right? And so one day, I have my toothbrush in the bottom of my backpack. And so I go and I go, I got to wash it because I don't know what the fuck's on it. And I wash it and I look at the toothpaste and I go, how, how bad can this soap be, right? And so I brush my teeth. I go, it's just That's as bad, bad as toothpaste to yeah. me. Yeah. I, and by the way, I'm a little weird. So like I started brushing my teeth with soap, just a little bit of soap. And then it's you got a clean toothbrush, clean mouth. I'm real big into water picking. Like I love water picking. I water pick probably twice, three times a day because for me, it, that cleans my mouth. And then, and then what I do now is I'll do a raw toothbrush, water pick, raw toothbrush. And then I figure you just fucking eating food. It's, it, you know, but I have a hard, I have a really hard time with toothpaste. I've always had a hard time with well, toothpaste. I'm glad because it, this falls under the shield category. If you look at what's in most modern day toothpaste, and if you look at what's in the, the mouthwash, this stuff, we were never supposed to meant to come into contact. Yeah. There's a reason why it says, if you swallow this, you need to call poison control, right? But it's affecting our mucous membranes. We are, we're still assimilating this stuff. I don't know if you've heard my whole thesis on this, but our early ancestors, they didn't brush, they didn't floss, they didn't get cavities. Modern day primitive cultures, guess what? They don't floss, they don't brush, they don't get cavities. They have beautiful teeth. They're beautiful people. Right? I don't brush my teeth. I haven't brushed my teeth in over a decade. God, I fucking right? love you. I don't floss. I don't do any of that stuff. Do you take like a towel to them sometimes? No, like I don't take a, a towel to them. And my and, and Liver Queen is a retired dentist. And every once in a while. For real? 
Uh, oh, by the Wait, way, you called her. You called her a. Uh, what did you call her? A biological dentist. That's time? right. <laughs> yeah, as a, as opposed to what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so and the, so the thing is, every once in a while, I'm like, hey, just take a. I just for, give me reassurance. How how, how do my teeth look? And she'll say, well, your breath might not smell the best, but your teeth are good to go. Yeah. And, and so here's the thing. Um, I get it. If if you want to brush your teeth, don't be under the illusion that you're doing that for dental health. You can do that if you want your breath to smell good. Right, but this is not doing anything for your dental health. Again, the, the oral hygiene hypothesis is is misdirected. It's misguided, and somebody is selling us something that we're buying. Right? Guess what? Our early ancestors you you think that they go buy shampoo and soap and mouthwash and perfume. But you don't and, put shampoo in your beard. No, because it looks beautiful. This, thank you, thank you. This beard, this hair, this body do, doesn't see shampoo. It doesn't see soap. You know, we'll we'll, we'll jump in the lake. We might use some well water. You I'm know? all about a lake bath. Yeah. I'm all about a lake bath. I'm about an ocean bath. Yeah. I'm about a pool bath. I'm I love a good just um you're you're speaking my language. I um I don't know why I get I I can't find a soap I like. I I like washing my hair though. I really like washing my hair and my beard because I have allergies and my wife has a cat, so sometimes I feel like dander collects in my beard. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm sneezing nonstop. And I go, I wonder if it's my beard. Then I wash my beard and I feel better. I do not use lotions. I've never used lotions. I never clean my face. I've never washed my face. I'm not that kind of person. I trim my underarm hairs, but that's because when I jog, I'm so fat, they tie in knots. <laughs> and so, and so uh, the, well, the, the, this is the thing, you know, with, with the, and again, we're just talking about shield right now, right? Um, people put these things that hang up in their cars. They think their cars smell good, right? And, and at the end of the day, listen, if you smell something, it's getting into your lungs. And if it's getting into your lungs, it's being diffused into your bloodstream. We're taking this stuff in, and it's yeah. to our detriment. Uh, listen, I'm not saying, you know, um, I'm not going to die on the hill of don't ever use a cell phone again or Wi-Fi. But we can take certain measures to mitigate some of the, some of the, the risk, the compounding uh, del deleterious things that come from this. And, but just start by putting your damn phone in airplane mode when you sleep. Put your Wi-Fi in a timer, and then I think it's fine. Let, let's move on to Connect because with, when it comes to Connect, this is why you feel so good when you're walking barefoot. Is modern day beds, elevated beds, shoes, housing, cars? We no longer to come into contact with the Earth anymore, and the Earth has a slightly negative charge. So it has a slightly negative charge. Every cell in our body is electrophysical in nature. We're electrophysical beings, and we've always been connected to the Earth 24/7, 365. But because of these recent inventions like shoes and beds and cars, very few people come into contact with the earth anymore. And so now as we, again, I'm not saying, oh, we got to be in contact with the earth 24-7, 365, but do it a little bit. You got to do it some. Again, it's free. This guy's not selling you on it, right? Modern day primitive culture tribes, they do this. Our early ancestors did this. We did this to express our highest form to become, to become these baddest mammalian predators. Guess what? If you have high blood pressure and if you come to, to any one of my companies and say, hey, I got high blood pressure, what do you got for me? It's me. Well, we're not selling you something that you're going to pay money for. What we're going to say is get your bare feet connected, anchored, grounded into the earth. Make sure you get midday sun. Do a couple of these things that, that uh, uh, support nitric oxide dumps to open up those blood vessels. Nitric oxide dumps. Because you say things, and I, I don't know what you're saying, but I am agreeing with you. Okay. Like, well, uh, like, when, like when you go, the earth's negatively charged. I, I, I nodded, and I was like, there's someone watching me nod going, I know Bert's not doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, when it comes to nitric oxide, that that that, that that's a main driver that releases uh, uh that, that relaxes our blood vessels, right? And so if we don't have adequate nitric oxide, our blood vessels are gonna be more vasoconstricted, 
And so that's going to lead to high blood pressure. So if we're looking at really the root cause of high blood pressure, um, some of the things that we can do that we've always done is get midday sun. If you, if you get connected to the earth, if you do workouts like, yeah. like what you're doing, you're going to have nitric oxide dumps that are going to release or relax that vasculature and it's going to lower your blood pressure. I, my favorite feeling in the world is the second my workout's over, I do these compression boots in there. They're called uh, fucking whatever they're, I think Hyperice makes them. Normatec compression okay. boots. Yeah. And I sit in there and I am. It's the greatest feeling. I feel like I'll live forever. That feeling of that post, I don't know if it's a, a morphine dump of, of just positivity into your brain. Yeah. But that's the greatest fucking feeling. And I love you know, in Florida, you do that at the end of your workout, at the end of my workout yeah. in Florida, growing up, I would laying in the sun. There's a feeling, you know, so many people are, are scared of the sun. You don't, I mean, you don't, you don't have to lay out, out in the sun for an hour. In my opinion, one of the best things is that you can feel the world hug, the earth hug you, the universe mm. hug you. If you've been indoors all day, take your shirt off and go and lay on the grass and let the the sun heats you up and all of a sudden you do your i mean i feel like i'm you can sell me on just about anything in life i almost got sold to scientology one time but but what you're saying is connecting with me so much because growing up in florida i would get you'd be inside it's cold it's air conditioned and there would be times where i'd go out in my backyard and lay in the sun and let the sun warm you and calm you down because this air conditioning can get you frigid that's why you do it it's why in comedy clubs the number one rule Ice cold air conditioning. Keep them on the edge of their seats. Keep them laughing. You want them active. You want them thinking. You want them this. But you go out in that sun and it goes, you literally hear the yeah, yeah. feeling. It drastically increases this parasympathetic tone, the rest and digest tone. In a world where we're so wired and you don't even know how you're being fried. There's all this ambient electricity we've never had around us. you know. And, and, and so by default, a lot of people really are stressed out. It's hard for a lot of people to actually laugh and they don't even realize these things that are bombarding them. But you get outside in nature and this is one of the easiest ways to let your primal being out, connect those bare feet directly to the earth. And the, the next thing is cold. And even though I talk about the sixth tenant as being cold, this is really all about thermal pressures. So it's not just about cold, it's also about heat, right? It's like any, any, since the beginning of our, of our being, we've always been exposed to hot and cold. And we've always had to adapt. I've always said, um, well, I've always said it, but for a long time I've said comfort is not good for the organism. But now we live in a world where we, where we can outsource any discomfort, right? If, and if it's hot outside, we just come in, right? If it's cold outside, same thing, we just put on a jacket. I mean, for a lot of people, and I know that you get hot and cold and you know about the heat shock proteins and building that yeah. biological result. There's so many incredible benefits. Um, even when we're talking about blood pressure, when you get really hot and really cold and you improve that vascular tone, vasoconstriction is, is when those veins, the vasculature really constricts. And then vasodilation, when you get in that kind of sauna and you, ex you can expand them like that, you know how few people exercise their vasculature like that because they never get hot and cold. Yeah. And, and you know, then the and vasculature issues run rampant, you know, so if you're not getting really hot, and really cold, you're missing out on some of the modern day or, or some of the, the first principle stuff that's going to that, that got us here in the first place. And that's going to keep us healthy. So cold and, and heat, you know, you don't have to go out and get a cold plunge. Cold plunges are nice, right? They're the fucking best. But um, uh, you know what? Maybe it actually is tough here because we've tried taking cold showers here and the water doesn't doesn't get very cold. What it about does the not wintertime? 
Does it get cold in the wintertime here? Dude, I took a shower in Russia when I was a kid. I don't know if you've heard about me going to Russia. Yeah. But uh, I took the. it was the coldest water I've ever been well, this in. Was, in a, was this a... Uh, when I was 22. Okay, yeah. We went to Russia, and I remember... I remember not everyone showered over there, especially the guys I partied with. They weren't like big showers. And I was a, I was a Florida kid. We showered all the time. And so uh, I remember going to take my first shower, and that water was the coldest water to this day. Yeah. Other than a glacial runoff in New Zealand that I I, I bathed under one time, where I thought I, I gave myself a stroke. Um, Wait, why? Are you serious? It was the it was it was a glacial runoff. So that it was in New Zealand, right at the base of a glacier. And it was running off the glacier into a pool. Yeah. And we got in the pool and we're like, whoa, this is cold. And then I went and let the, I'd heard there was a, this guy, Eric Hedegaard, told me a story about uh, Japanese monks going under a waterfall of freezing water and letting it hit their head to find clarity. Yeah. And so and he told me that about You went this. to do that? I went to do it. And I <laughs> fucking thought, I, I was like, I couldn't get my head to warm up. How long did you do it for? Uh, Probably, uh, now that I said, I mean, probably 15 seconds but i thought it was a minute like yeah. i and i remember i couldn't get my head to cool cool down like i couldn't get my head to like not hurt yeah it was like having the worst slurpy headache you've ever had yeah, yeah and because the vasculature the vasoconstriction and again once you try to warm up that vas vasodilation you've not taken that vasculature through that movement in that many years because you've been so comfortable yeah you know so i, I like to have this this conversation with people when's the last time you were so goddamn cold that you actually knew what it felt like. You appreciated. You were grateful for the warmth that you could feel come back into your bones. Well, every day. I mean, every day I cold plunge. I cold plunge for three minutes, four minutes every day. I'll show you to you after the thing. It's right out back. It it gets. To, it doesn't get to. I think it's like high, maybe thirty seven. We don't take it too much lower. Maybe forty two. That's great though. I mean, and again, you you're doing this, but you know how many people don't have any energy to get out of bed and they have it's chronic super, it's super hard fatigue and it, it is and, and so this is one of the first things i say is hey go take a cold shower go get as cold as you can oh, or even in the winter shower. time if they don't have access to something i'm like go 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 do something to get cold get in the ocean the ocean we we go to the ocean a lot and uh the ocean in la is pretty brisk and yeah. i love it yeah i yeah. fucking love it we just got we were in colorado i was doing uh, a show in colorado and there was a there was a river runoff and i fuck and we got in the river and it was freezing i fucking love it yeah i think there's certain people who, who my wife cannot get in cold she's she hates it she's miserable and i i feel like everyone can learn to love it oh you could i don't know about love it but i mean everyone can do it everyone can do it and then guess what when they do it they do love how they feel afterwards. after it you feel fucking amazing yeah you yeah. feel amazing after it yeah it's the truth um do you have like as I as I was talking to you, I was like, I was like, oh, there are things I bet that I think are in your life that aren't. Like, first thing I was like, I was like, I bet he didn't get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> but but you don't do you have like a, a comforter? No, no, wait, we <laughs> we're we, sitting here talking to you, going, What is this? Because I was like, I was like, what does your bed look like? And I was like, I bet my bed looks so almost victorian compared like it must look like Probably. let them eat cake because uh, i am a big comforter five pillows i like to cuddle with pillows yeah, yeah. what's your bed look like yeah and, and you know a lot of people have beds like that and then a lot of people hit snooze five or six times and a lot of people the first struggle the first fight they have in life is getting out of their bed 
waking up from their slumber, you know? And, and, then I, and then I talk to them about the rest of the routines, and they go take a shit shave shower. They spend 10 minutes picking out their outfit, yeah. right? Then they go do meditation. They journal. They do yoga. And I'm like, holy shit, this is your morning routine. Yeah. You realize you just spent half the day completely unproductive. One of the things you can do is have an uncomfortable bed. Uh, Katie Bowman wrote this book uh, about biomechanics, and I would say 10 or 12 years ago, we started sleeping on the, on the floor, directly on the floor. And, and we tried this for a year, and, uh, and I said, hey, I don't like sleeping on the floor. And Leverkusen's like, oh, I love it. I love it. We're all, we're all going to do it. And so we had the kids do it. We did, we, we did it. But then for a year, I'm like, I'm having a, I have bone bruises. I'm like, it's not working out for me. Yeah. And so, um, so we, we gave me a couple of, of blankets to sleep on. Um, and that kind of mimics some of the natural earth that are primitive. Well, yeah. I mean, when you sleep outdoors, you're not sleeping on the fucking cement. We were sleeping out of hardwood. And she loves it. She still, that's what she still does today yeah. is she sleeps on that. That's how that's how she likes it. I'm like, listen, our early ancestors would have not picked, like, let's go sleep on this rock. Well, no, but you know what it is? I wonder, because I, have you ever been bone tired? Like, I'm talking in an airport uh, on a, like, I traveled one time from Amsterdam to Bari, uh, Bari, Italy, and we got on a ferry from Italy to Greece, and I was, and I did not sleep the whole time. And once I got on that ferry, just to find a little place of 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 part of the ferry where I could be alone and I could fall asleep, mm -hmm. I, I laid on a on a like a bamboo mat, like a like a rollout mat, and I had one of the best sleeps of my life. Yeah. And I wonder if our ancestors were so fucking tired from not getting eaten by lions yeah. that they were like, just get me in the corner of a cave. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but they do have sand, and then you think sleeping on the beach. Absolutely. You know, like there's yeah. gotta be ways to to make it a little more comfortable than just your yeah. regular floor. Well, that's how I justified it. I'm like, okay, fuck it. You know, we so we go and we visit with some of these tribes. Ain't nobody sleeping directly on rock. And I'm like, okay, little queen, guess what? I get two blankets. You, I'm going to get two blankets, and you're not going to make fun of me because I'm more ancestral than you now by doing yeah. this. And so if you look at our beds, um, there's a Liver King house tour on YouTube. Uh, all I have, I have wooden planks. You, you have know, a we, nice house, right? Uh, we, we, we got a nice house. Yeah. Yeah, we got a nice house. And uh, and so we we sleep on on these on a wooden plank bed. And, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not like, oh, it's so comfortable in here. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to hit snooze. Uh, you know what? My bed's not comfortable at all. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and I got a life to go fight for. So with your bed not being comfortable and you having a fight in your life, I jump out of fucking bed. So, wait, I, what, so then what's your day look like? Yeah. So I, I mean, I, like just a curious like, because like I'll tell you, I'll give you real quick. This is how mine started today. Uh, I was in my bed. Our dog was barking. My wife came in. She jumped on top of me and gave me a hug because I've been gone. And then, and now I'm waking up. So what I do is I grab my phone. I go, I check emails. I check TikTok. I look at my calendar. My this is gonna sound so. What do you boozy. check on TikTok? Uh, not TikTok. I'm sorry, not TikTok. I don't have TikTok. Um, uh, just Instagram. I just look oh, at Instagram gotcha. and then Instagram Explorer. Like like uh, everything for me is fucking wars. Jesus Christ. It's everything surfing videos or uh, or boat launch videos, a lot of ocean shit, a lot of polar plunge shit, workout stuff. This guy, um, this guy sent me a kettlebell workout, and so then that that like that is the thing that wakes me up. And then coffee, blood pressure medicine came out, and I had a fitting, and I was asleep for half of that. I mean, I was like, I was just going through the motions. Did not have any morning sun. Uh, still haven't had any morning sun. When I walked out to greet your guys. It was the first bit of sunlight I got. Yeah. And, uh, but today's a big day for you because this is your, your first day where, when did you have your last drink? Uh, 
the, in Vegas, in Vegas two nights ago. So, but yesterday I was hungover. I worked out. I was hungover. I wasn't right. I was like, I was just off all day. Yeah. Last night we got, we left our bus call was at midnight. Got here at four in the morning. Uh, kind of got in bed, so I'm. I just haven't slept really. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. I mean, and, right. and then have, you haven't done a cold plunge today, have you? I haven't done anything today. So I mean, the thing is, like, you know, I, I we'll get wasted, and then the next day I'm like, oh, I feel like shit. You know, cold plunge, man. I fucking. we get the cold plunge, and guess what? Woo! <laughs> right <laughs> that fucking again. boat immediately. Yeah. Having a great looking beard requires work. You're talking to an expert right now. Whether it's beard growth oils, styling products, or top-of-the-line trimmers, there's a small army of products required to grow your best beard, and you are looking at the best beard in comedy right now. Luckily, Beard Club is here to help you out. As a leader in beards, first men's growth and grooming, Beard Club delivers quality hardware and consumables that help you get a better, thicker, fuller-looking beard. Take a look at this. Look at these lines. You see that? Do you see this fullness right here? Do you see how it slides close to my cheeks? These are all tricks of the trade of a man that's had a beard now for almost 16 years. I'm telling you, head to beardclub.com slash Bert, take their beard quiz, and use my code Bert at checkout. They will recommend the best beard kit that is tailor-fitted to your needs. No matter what type of beard you have, Beard Club has the perfect kit to fit your needs. They have Two million beards served already, and this is one of them. I'm telling you, man, I should give a tutorial about how to trim my sidelines, how to trim under here. The good, uh, the number one thing is a trimmer, but the 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 beard oils and and the waxes and like and the combs, everything is specific. I'm telling you, grow your best beard today and take 20% off your first order when you go to beardclub.com. Slash Bert. Use the code Bert. That's beardclub.com slash Bert. Code Bert for 20% off your first order. Guys, I hate going to the doctor. It literally takes half a day to get things done. Also, you don't want to talk to your doctor about certain issues. Here's the thing most men's health issues have really simple solutions. Rex MD is all about simple solutions. Rex MD makes getting generic and branded Viagra and Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescriptions, and they deliver to your door. No office visit, no talking to a receptionist. Super simple. Did you know that Viagra can cost around $90 a pill? But RexMD has generic Viagra for as low as $2 a pill. $2 a pill, that's $88 of savings. Guess where that goes? To the date, baby. You spend 88 bucks, take her out, couple cocktails, $2 pill, and that's a night you'll never forget. All you got to do is fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website. A doctor will review your situation and prescribe you generic Viagra if appropriate. Your medication is get gets shipped directly to your door with free two-day shipping. It's simple, it's fast, it's cheap, and you can access your U.S. licensed RexMD physician anytime you need afterwards. RexMD has helped over 300,000 guys get generic Viagra quickly and conveniently, RexMD just works, and it works the very first night. Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for our viewers, but you've got to go to RexMD.com slash Burt to get started. That's RexMD.com slash Burt. Go to RexMD.com slash Burt today to get started with a starter pack prescription of generic Viagra or Cialis. All orders come 
with free two-day shipping. RexMD, the authority in men's health. I, the day I decided I was I was a sauna dude, I went. That bed looks fucking comfortable. Can you play that for a second? Because I I lift up the the sheet. Um, and, and you're gonna see that there's a touch. So it's really I just made it out of wooden planks. Everything on top is a comfort. That that's what it is. And you got a couple a couple of little sheets that, that yeah. we sleep on there. You love sleeping inside my body. I'm so fat. I don't get bone bru- bruises. I could definitely <laughs> sleep on wood and not feel it. I'd be like, "Whoa, is this? Is there a bed cushion on this, dude? A, a sauna? We went. We went. Uh, took girls up to Yosemite with a bunch of friends, and they had a sauna in there. And we all woke up hungover as shit. And I went in the sauna and then took a cold shower. But I didn't have polar plunges. But for the forever, I had. Um, I was a cold shower guy. I'd go sauna and then cold shower. Sauna yeah, and then yeah. cold shower. And I lost my my hangover disappeared immediately it's incredible what that does it is it is and by the way i need i need yo huberman i need science on that yeah i need science on that because i don't know why it happens i you know what i'll do sometimes if i'm drinking and i've had a little too much to drink i do a cold plunge and it fucking writes my boat i get i got it's almost like a bump of cocaine not that i I don't know if that's one of the tenants but (laughs) well but I think I think it's pretty ancestral. I think that's all natural stuff there. It is. The, the, but but the thing is, um, your that's that's pretty much your morning routine. So th- that's my morning routine for today. Usually it's it's that, and then go in my immediately into my workout, and then after my workout, I'll sit outside. I'll take in some sun. I'll do I do gratitudes. Like I think of things I'm I'm grateful for. I try to measure my happiness. I try to find things that are making me unhappy and pull them out of my life, and and try to isolate them. Like things where I go. Well, shit. Uh, trying to think of something recently that makes me unhappy. Uh, like, a, 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 it's very easy to do with people. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Where I go, I don't want to talk to this person because they're always asking for something. Mm. They're never, they're never going like they're not calling in. Like my best friends don't ask for shit. Right. Yeah. Well, they're all you know. They just either call with gossip or fun shit to talk about, which, or, which means they make deposits. They give. It's right. all about making Versus emotional withdrawals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, these fucking vampires out there that just want to suck from you. And you're like, dude, I, I, how many people are sucking from me? Like, I, I'm, it's too many. Yeah. And now you're stressing me out because all I feel is like I got a bunch of shit on my back. I want to empty that out. And I want to have people that I can call and just bullshit with. And, and, and you know, I, and I have got to, or just today we were talking about push ups. We're doing 100 push ups every day uh, this month. Um, me, oh, yeah. Joe, Tom, and Ari. And um, and so this morning's chat was Ari's having a hard time doing seven, doing seven. He's having a really hard time doing seven. How much row. you want to bet he he may get the most benefit out of this though? He will. The bigger the setback, the greater the comeback. And how much you want to bet at the end he he may have the greatest adaptation from well, this though? Well, we started yeah. Like I've been doing. I I've I've always been a push up guy. I don't push up something that I can. I've always been able to do. Me too. I love push-ups. I love push-ups. There's something very, especially especially if you stay in with them. Push-ups are like squats. If you don't do them ever, they fucking suck. Yeah. But if you do them all the time, then 10 air squats feels good and you start loosening yourself up. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so we were bullshitting with each other and just making fun of each other. That's the friendships I look for. I don't want I the, the fucking, the, my wife, that's the friendship. My Our, our close friends, you know, uh those are the things and then you get all these people that like the one of the first calls i got today was uh i need you to do something for me <sighs> come on man Forget it. i got my life is so fucking busy and comp there's so much going on in it that i just 
It's like, I don't mind doing something for a friend, but if you're the guy that's always calling me and going, hey, can you do this for me? And I'm not talking about bookers. Like, bookers at clubs are awesome. I got a text, a bunch of texts. I got an 8 o'clock and a 10 o'clock on Tuesday and Wednesday. Do you want them? Those are awesome. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who are like, hey, man, I need you. I need you to do this. Can I, be on, can I do this? Can I do that? Can Can you put me on this? Yeah. You know, and and I just to preface, it's okay if you're asking to be on my podcast. That's fine. Like, but it's just there's certain people that want shit from you. Sure. Oh, fucking makes me. You know, so I'll, I'll have a similar practice where I write down my daily struggle. And if I have a recurrent struggle, I outsource that forever. That's why I write it down. If I have outsource a, it, meaning I, I'm going to find someone else to take care of this struggle. So I never have to deal with it ever again. I love that. And, and I, I do have a lot of people that used to ask me for things. But but I know that when I say yes, it's really saying no to more important things. So when people ask me for things, I almost tell them, it's so easy for me to tell you it's a crystal clear definitive no, because I have so many other things that are way more important and that's gonna, that, that, that there's going to be an opportunity cost to this. And, and then it's really nice because they don't come and ask. I don't give, <laughs> I don't give a shit yeah. like, like, like that. But, I, but I, I think it's really important to write down your struggles because if you got recurrent struggles, if you haven't built in a system in your, within yourself to deal with that, like let's say the recurrent struggle is, oh, I missed my workout. I missed my work. Guess what? You're not outsourcing that, right? Um, so I'm going to fix that shit myself. But if it's something that I can outsource it like to uh, my estate manager or our chef or somebody else who, who can take this on, I outsource that right away to a personal assistant or somebody else. I'm not else. good at that. I'm a micromanager and I'm a perfectionist. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I, how many times do I say I used to do all this myself? I do I because I get because I did I did yeah, all this myself. Yeah. I'm at I'm at a point now where I realize that is I the other day I literally said that is un, unmanageable. And the idea that I'm saying that out loud is irresponsible because I can't do this all myself. Right. But at one point I did. Yeah. And so like we're we're looking for an editor right now. And I'm like, and I'm like, I I'll just do it. I'll do it. Cause I know I can do it. And I do, I can do it faster than anyone else. And I can do, and I, and I know I won't complain about the one I do. Yeah, yeah. And so, and the first fifty times someone else does it, you're going to complain. You know, it could be better, but guess what? The the fifty one time, it's going to be about the same. The hundredth time, what they're going to be able to do is far better than what you could ever do. Yeah. Right? You, and I know that you've heard this before, but you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, you go together, and you can go fast and far with an incredible team. And it's tough to be a micromanager and a perfectionist at the same time. But but again, you, you just got to say, you know, what got us here won't get us there. And, and you got to say, okay, let, let let me experiment with some of this stuff a little bit. Um, but I think it's important to write down the struggles. My morning routine is I get out of my bed, my wooden plank bed that we just looked at. I get out of there. I immediately walk How outside. Quick do you, eyes open, you're out? That's it. I mean, uh, eyes open. Um, you're, I, like, you're like Jocko. You know who Jocko will yeah, is? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Jocko, Jocko is a bad motherfucker. And I, I tried to, my daughter has a hard time getting out of bed. And I played one of his videos for, and he goes, uh, I'm doing a Jocko impression just to impress and and incite just how intense he is. He's like talking to Casey Neistat, and he goes, first thing you do when you hear that alarm, you get the fuck out of bed. You don't you don't hit snooze, and that's your first victory of the day." It is. And Isla goes, "Boo, how great is laying back in bed?" And I was like, "It is. You that five minute nap is such the angel's breath of sleep." And I and I said that to her, and I was like, "Yeah, good point." And then he goes, and then you get in the gym, and then you know that you go in the gym, you got your second victory, and then later that day, when you go into the break room and they've got donuts, and Isla hit stop on the thing, she goes, "If he says we're not allowed to have donuts, I'm done listening." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I go, I go. He's definitely gonna say you can't have donuts. <laughs> he's definitely. He's not gonna be like, then you get a donut. <laughs> so, but once again, you know, I, I always say, if you earn it, 
you know, go earn it. I I haven't had a donut in 15 years, right? But like, if you if somebody wants, I didn't to, have one last night, and they were on our bus, and they were handmade. I did not have one last night. Keep going. Good. And and, and so the deal is, I'll, I'll say for the second I wake up, I don't close my eyes again. I would never hit snooze again. It's like, do you again, take naps? Uh, if I feel tired, I'll take a nap. Nice. Okay, yeah. I'm into that. If I feel into tired, that. and it's probably like 20 or 30 minutes, and I will set my alarm. But I don't need to set my alarm because it's like 20, 30 minutes. Boom, I got what I needed. I'm yeah. good to go again. Those are the best naps. A nap over 20 minutes, all of a sudden, you're like, wake up in a different world. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say probably within about 10 seconds, I'm outside. From waking up, I go outside, and I go take a piss outside. And wow. so I'm already connected. I'm connected to the earth. I'm getting sun already. I've taken a piss. And I'll, I'll admit, I grab my phone with me. You can call it a phone, but it's an airplane mode. I'll call it a camera. So that's in my pocket. It's in airplane mode. I got yeah. the camera with me. I'm taking a piss. Immediately after taking a piss, I'm recording. Good morning, primals. It's prime time to launch yourself into the day. Make sure you start every day the same. Stack the sun. Get it through the eyes, on the face, on the skin. Make sure that you get your bare feet connected, anchored, grounded into the earth, primals. These are our ancestral ways to express our highest and most dominant form. So I'm recording this, and then I'm sharing my win. From yesterday, because I share my win within my ecosystem. They share their DMs back, their wins, right? And imagine when you start your day by creating these wins, by creating these victories. Everything is so going to define, define a win. So uh, a win would be um, yesterday I was able to go to the Bellator fight with my liver queen, right? Being able to bond with her. Win to hold her hand, to spend three or four hours with her watching a fight that she's into as well. And then, and then we didn't know this, but then they sat us next to Paulo Costa and his wife. And then my wife and Paulo's wife, you know, really hit it off in the chemistry that, that so she made a new friendship. And, and so for us to go there and to have that kind of connection with those fighters and that atmosphere, it, it lit it up for us. That's a big deal. There's a really big deal to, to uh, I, I, honestly, to make a new friend is like, it's easier to fuck someone than to make a friend. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's easy. They have apps so you can fuck people. Yeah. But they don't have apps to make friends. That's right. They sh and friends are way more important. Real way friends. more important. Like, real friends. I had a pivotal moment with with Joe where I, because I shut off. I, I had a bad relationship with a person and I didn't trust dudes. I was like, I was like, I made all my friends. They're all living in Tampa. When I want to hang out with my friends, I'll call them. I'll say, let's go to play golf. Let's do go to Vegas. Let's go. I'll be home. Let's all meet up. We'll have drinks. And uh, and Joe is the Joe changed my perspective. And he pulled me aside. We were at the we were at the um, ice house, and we had just been done this big podcast, and we were high and we were drunk, and I was getting ready to go on stage. And he came up with a shot and a beer, and he was like, uh, "Shot at Jack," and he was like, "Hey man, you're a good guy." And I was like, "Oh thanks," and he was like. We're, we're trying to be your friend and i was like mm -hmm, yeah he was like no i don't think you understand like we're we're trying to we're reaching out to be your friend and you're not letting us mm. and i was like okay and he goes no you're still not listening yeah he's like i want i want to be friends with you and and tom and everyone's trying to be friends with you and you shut down he's like no one's gonna hurt you man like we just want to be your friend and i was like i was, I was like i would have felt more comfortable if he was like can i kiss you like it was so <laughs> awkward that yeah. i was like because i i just was not cool with being i wasn't cool with sh having friends so i was like i don't trust anyone and then he was like hey man let us be your friend yeah and we took a shot the next day I, my wife had enrolled me into therapy and joey diaz called me up and he's like 
He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to therapy. I wouldn't answer people's phone call. They'd call and I wouldn't answer their phone call. I'd, I'd just send it to voicemail. I had real problem with answering someone's phone call. Yeah. I remember Joe called like three times one night and I didn't answer it. And then Tom called and I answered it. And he, I went, what's up? And he goes, I'm with Joe. Answer his fucking phone call. Mm. I, I just wouldn't do it. And uh, Joey was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to therapy. And Joey goes, fuck that cocksucker. Meet me at Marie IC. We'll talk through your problems. I went and I sat with Joey Diaz for 21 days in a row. Every morning we got fucking coffee. Every morning. And I talked through my problems until they got to a place where it felt weird. I, I, it was like, I'm not going to talk about this again. Like, I think I'm done with it. Like, and that, like a therapist will allow you to kind of like rehash shit forever. But like a friend at a, at a certain point of friends, like, hey man, are you going to bring this up again? Mm. And then you've got to toughen up and be like, well, shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I have been harping on this for a while. And then you talk about something else and then you'll sprinkle in that thing. But by the end of 21 days, I was done with that issue. I was done with that it, issue. It's that kind of progression I talk about. Tony Robbins said that, Happiness is one word. It's progress, right? And then we could define that like with the four capacities of our being physical, social, emotional, which is that friendship element, right? And then we have the mental, intellectual, and then we got the spiritual. That makes our holistic being, yeah. right? And, and when you make that kind of progress socially and emotionally, that drives the happiness in your life. Yeah. And so when you talk about like the whole friend thing, I haven't made a new friend in a decade i'm it's like hard listen guess what i don't need a new friend i'm like i love my life and if, and, and every week i kind of have this thing i say on fridays like did you get into the gym did you lift heavy things did you do push-ups before dinner if you did you know happy you know progress on a physical front did you put down the damn phone did you connect even more deeply with your friends and family if you did, then you know happy because you know progress on a social and an emotional level. Did you read a new book? Did you solve a new problem? If you did, you know happy, you know progress on that mental level, right? And did you go deep inside yourself? And if you contemplated these types of things, then you know happy on a spiritual level. But this is what it's about, right? Because it, it, happiness is really like, it, it's so, what is it? It's progress. It's progress in all your roles and goals. It's progress in your relationship with your wife right? With your relationship with your kids, with your relationship with your employees, what kind of progress do you make? And so the fact that we're able to have, again, we haven't made a new friend in 10 years. Yeah. The, the kind of chemistry that we had last night with Paolo and his wife, and we're out here at a fight, and I got my arm around my wife, and we can, it's, it's, we love, you know, we, we probably spent over a decade working so hard that we skipped doing fun shit, and we just committed to grinding and building and building and building, and we we hardly ever left I and mean, we would go on snowboarding trips here and there but it's like we hardly like connected with the life that we had prior to really driving these businesses and so a year ago we launched the liver king company and, and a year ago it's like you know what we're going to do is like we're, we're going to start going on all these trips together we're going to bring the family and we're just we're going to do everything that we've wanted to do for the last 10 years when my wife and i first met we were snowboarding I, we bet on the on the mountain snowboarding and then uh and then I would say within a couple of months, uh, we went to a UFC fight and we would just, we would go to UFC fights. We would watch every UFC fight. And then it had probably been about 15 years since we had actually been to a UFC fight. We put all that on pause and now we brought it back in. And so when I share my wins with my ecosystem and they share the wins back and we're all pulling in the same direction, that's the chemistry, that's the electricity, that's the culture that I start my day with. So I've, I've gone outside, I've taken a piss, I've stacked the sun on the earth. I'm recording my first piece of content, which I hope is going to be valuable. We're going to express that value to the world. I'm getting tons of value back because I'm getting, you think you're having a shitty day, man. Um, and sometimes I'll say, hey, guess what? I'm having a shitty day. 
But guess what? And you know, you can always reframe it. My win is I'm having a shitty day. I felt like I had the flu. I felt like I had more, no energy. Uh, when I did, I did a cold plunge. Now I feel like electricity. Yeah. Now I feel good. Now I can go get into the gym. And then I read other people's, you know, wins. And the DMs that I get from 15-year-olds that hated their life, and now they've been doing this thing for three weeks or three months, and now they're seeing progress, and now they're feeling great, and now they no longer have to take this medication, you know, and they're seeing this worth and value in themselves. I'm like, oh, my God, we're doing the right thing. So immediately I'm like, okay, I've created this piece of content, and then I get myself into the gym. And so right after I've done that, I would, I would say 30 minutes after being up, I've done that, I'm getting into the gym. So do you that, program your own workouts? I do, but I, I um, have you ever heard of Westside Conjugate? I, no. I love this whole philosophy. It's uh, um, Louis Simmons pioneered. I don't know. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I know Louis Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I didn't know that's what it was called. I knew it was Westside something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that whole philosophy of training. It's all about like the biological law of accommodation. From a physical standpoint, you get it. Guess what? If I do 100 push ups every day, that's probably not going to create a new stimulus. There's not a new adaptation, right? Yeah. There's new, no new types of growth physically. And the same thing happens with all capacities of our life, socially, mentally, right? You read the same book every day. Guess what? At some point, you're no longer going to extract new information from it. So this whole idea of the, the biological law of accommodation and, and the West Side philosophy, I love it. And yeah. I understand the philosophy so well that I do most of my own programming when it, when it comes to that. Yeah. And then I like to overlay a lot of strongman and, and odd objects. Or well, clearly it's working. Thank you. Well, you say that. Um, I don't know if you know that most of these are ab implants, and that's why we're actually here in Beverly Hills. We One of them popped off. Are you being serious? One of them fucking popped. I don't know if you can see the scar. They do it really nicely. One of them popped off, and I had to get it replaced <laughs> when we were here. Are you serious? No, no, no. Oh, my no. God. But but you know what, you know I, what like, I love? I can get those? But <laughs> Yes, yes. But you, this, this is so great because, um, again, we started doing this about a year ago. The, I was like, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to resign from CEO from my other companies that are actually taking in revenue. And my, my goal in life has always been, listen, people are hurting. They're living a life of hate, hurt, suffering, struggle. Their life sucks. There's a better life to live. If we model, teach, and preach this ancestral way, we can reach people. This stuff is free to do. Sun, yeah. earth, put down the phone. We're going to do this thing. We started doing it a year ago. And then right off the bat, oh, Liver King, you're, you're on steroids. You're on PEDs, yeah. you know, and and uh, and so it's like, okay, you know, we, we had a lot of fun with that, you know, and and then we we had a doctor come on, we made a video. If you ever Google uh, Liver King's blood work, we had a legitimate doctor come on. We did like a blood work reveal. That was fun, uh, but then the accusations never stopped. So I'm like, okay. Well, I assumed you were on steroids. I was talking to some one one of your guys, and I was like, yeah, he's, he's on steroids, right? Like people don't look like that. He's like, no, he's not. And I no, I think. I'd heard Rogan say you were on steroids. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And, and, and so I'll, I'll say this uh, just for a second because, like, you know, my message never had anything to do with steroids. Right? Do you care? I mean, like, I mean, not, I mean, not this sounds weird, but like, other than the fact that you have a body that you have earned on your own, are you against steroids? Th this is what I'll say. I care in the most positive way. Because when somebody says, hey, man, you're on steroids, and they've been saying this for 20 or 30 years. Yeah. I've, been, I've been working out since I was eight. So when I was in high school, hey, man, you're on steroids. This is a great compliment, right? This couldn't be a, great, a greater compliment. I mean, yesterday at the fight, some guy really said to me, are those actually fake? And I'm like, yeah, they're, they're ab implants. They're 10K each. And he goes, yeah, I know. I saw it on, on the Full Send uh, podcast. And I said, if you watch the whole Full Send podcast, I'm the one who said these are fake. They're ab implants. I got 10 of them. They're, they're 10K each. Is there such thing as a 10-pack? This was a joke. I've yeah, made up this yeah. joke. And then if you watch for another five seconds, instead of just a soundbite, 
I'll say, no, this is actually a joke. You know, yeah. I've been working out for 35 years. These are ridiculous fucking abs. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and, and this is what I'll say real quickly. The nine and six. Like, I've never seen an ab. I've never seen an ab on me, but I've never. <laughs> those are insane. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and again, this is what I'll say. All nine ancestral tenants affect how we look, feel, and function. All of them affect our hormone profile. If you sleep like shit a couple days in a row, you're going to tank your testosterone. If you move like shit a couple days in a row, you're going to tank your testosterone. If you eat like shit, all of these things. If you don't get sun, you're going to tank your testosterone and your neurochemistry. So just 50 years ago, we had at least 50% higher testosterone than the modern day manicured man today. And imagine when it was 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago. Our, there's a reason why our forefathers were so much stronger than us in perpetuity, every generation prior to us. And, and then today, so all I'm saying is, you know what people do today? The modern-day manicured man that, that doesn't know about these nine ancestral tenants, that does go off and take PEDs or steroids for whatever reason that they want to do it. Um, most of the time, what I believe they're trying to do is increase their testosterone by 50 to 100%. And guess what? What if you could do that with the nine ancestral tenants? And this is what I know. Whenever somebody says... He's got to be doing that. He has to be doing that. The reason why I think that's a dangerous message to share is because invariably some people want to look like me. And, and oh, the, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. That's, yeah, that makes sense. And so what I think is dangerous about that is um, because of that, some people will say, well, then that means I got to do that stuff to look like that. Yeah. And, and all I really give a shit about is, listen, people are hurting and hating and suffering and struggling. Cheating doesn't scale. If you want to live a better fucking life, what you need to do is learn about the root cause, these nine ancestral tenants that will optimize your hormones and optimize your neurochemistry. Um, you're going to be so happy and so fulfilled and have so much energy, so much positivity, so much love and light to share with the world. You know, I say how you do anything is how you do everything. I believe that my physique is the least impressive thing about me. When you get to know my family, when you it's get to know. Beard. It's your beard. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Your beard's pretty fucking Hell tight. yeah. And, and, and so pe people bring this stuff up, you know, and then after the ab implants, I'm like, okay, you know, that that's getting old. And then people started saying, well, well, you, you're making designer drugs that are undetectable because my blood press, you know, my, my blood test, you know, said, said I'll pay uh, please, this guy's primal. Please tell me they're available at liverking.com. <laughs> well, this is what I, so I said, yeah, okay, fine. We'll go Pull with that liverking.com while we talk, keep going. And, and so, you know what, like, I'm having fun with this now. There's ridiculous accusations. I'm like, so I started telling people I had my, my genetics edited because you know you can do gene editing now. I'm like, I went to Singapore in 2018. I had my genes edited. Yeah. And, I start, and now people actually believe that to be true also. You know, so again, I, I, I want to have fun with this stuff, but we started. Um, but going, you don't, but you, it's, you're, you have a good sense of humor about it, but you don't want the message, that, that to be the message where you think kids will go, oh, I want to look like that. I'll take steroids. It's not just that that this part is so such a tiny fraction yeah. of the message. Again, the message is 85% of people struggle with self-esteem issues. People have cancer. 4,000 people a day commit suicide. And you know what's crazy? There's a 20x multiplier on attempts. Almost 100,000 people, 100,000 people a day attempt suicide. Yeah. Right? They have no hope. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Their life is hurting that much that they want to end their lives. It's fucking sad. It's really sad. It breaks my heart that someone would want this to stop. So that's, so that's what my message is. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, you want to talk about whatever accusations of, about me taking PEDs? I'm like, guess what? We can talk about that. I'm okay talking about it. Let's talk about it for five, five or 10 minutes. But that has to be the side dish because what I exist for today is to say, hey, let's acknowledge there's a real problem. People are actually really hurting. Mm -hmm. And there's just a simple, free, elegant way to kick ass in life. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. And then once we start talking about the PED 
topic. I'm like, when we when we get into the sleep, eat, move, shield, connect, cold, sun, fight, bond, and you see how that can optimize your hormone pro- profile and your neurochemistry, and now you can start kicking ass in life. Here's what happens. I, people say all the time, okay, Liver King, I tried your program for six months. I don't look like you. And I start cracking up, and I'm like, you know, and I'm sure you've heard this before. People almost always overestimate what they can do in six months, but almost always underestimate what they can do over 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Right? If you point yourself in a single direction with focus and relentless effort and active suffering and struggling, you know you can accomplish, you can achieve anything. I used to have a sign up in my room. I, I still have it. I don't know where I put it. I think we're putting it in the new house. Uh, it said, uh, what, what are you going to wish you started today five years from now? Mm. And I, I love that. Is that uh, I like I, I've I've always jogged. I've always jogged, and I've and in a weird way, I've always eaten. I've always been mindful, despite being overweight. I've been mindful of of what I what I eat, where I may eat like shit every now and then. But I always have a. I always go, oh, breakfast. I'm just gonna do some. I'm gonna do eggs. I'm gonna do four scrambled eggs. Nothing else. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from bread. I'm gonna, and you know. I, I, you know, got all my blood work back. I got a bunch of tests done and I had very minimal, minimal uh, blockage, like zero to 15%. They couldn't really define it in my carotid artery, zero in my heart, zero in my, my widow maker, zero in everything. Yeah. And my, my, my blood work's always been good. And it's always been those little things that if you think today, what am I going to wish I had done today, five years from now, those little things can be huge changes and for me it's always been jogging i've always jogged yeah I've, i love jogging and it's and look i'm not saying that i'm i'm in good shape by any stretch of the means but imagine how fat i'd be if i didn't jog mm. like i'd be a fucking so wait so here's this is the the most rudimentary question yeah and i, I hope it's not offensive but like how how do, so how do you make money yeah so do you sell supplements or like do you like do you sell the program do you ha, is there a program people can sign up for because you have a nice house, I know you have a great boat. I don't only know that because I've seen you wakeboard or yeah. uh, surf behind it. You're, you're, you're. Everyone. This is true. I, 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 I do have a lot of money. Um, how do you, how do you make money? So I, I hold 14 patents on a fitness device that went gangbusters. Really, it just took off. And so I collect a 50% or 50 cent royalty on every unit that's sold. What was it? Can you tell? Uh, have you heard of the shake weight? No way. Yeah. <laughs> so you were one fucking around about Ethan. I, I'm totally joking. It's not, not the shake weight. You know, it's actually the Snuggie. I get the royalties <laughs> yeah. from the Snuggie. The, the, the deal is um, when, when Liver Queen and I met eight, 18, 19 years ago, we were both high revenue earners when we first met. And so we, we were making close to a million dollars when we first met. And then we became entrepreneurs. And then as entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, we started making a couple million dollars a year in our 20s. And so oh, wow. um, she retired how many years ago 12 13 years ago you think or 10 years ago and uh and so this is the best thing that could have ever happened um because 10 so years then ago, this is a work of passion 100 so so what, what what she ends up doing is she's like hey listen i'm i'm done and hey it's all on you now and so i was like okay cool like now i can actually do what i was really born to do mm-hmm. and, and so um i wanted to make sure what got our kids healthy abandoning all the processed shit and getting them nose to tail nutrition. I said, this is what I want. Like now this is my obligation, my responsibility. What kind of piece of shit would I be in the world with the knowledge that I have 
to get to return people back to strength, health, and happiness? Like, what if I didn't advance this message? Like, what else would I go out and do? So I said, this is what I'm go going to do. Um, so it became a business of how do I advance these nine ancestral tenants? And then so if it's sleep, eat, move, the second one is eat, right? And what we need to do is eat nose to tail. And this is what I figured out really quickly is, you know how, how few of people I connect with? I say, hey, man, you got to go eat liver, bone marrow. You got, you got to start eating kidney, heart, pancreas, spleen, and testicle. Hopefully, we have some testicle. I don't know if we're going to eat any testicle today. I don't know if I'm going to eat any of that shit. <laughs> so so that, that, that's the thing is that um, people don't want to procure it. They don't want to cook it. They don't want to taste it. They don't want to try it. And so I said, okay, so I still got to bring this to the market. We've been, we evolved eating nose-to-tail nutrition from the inception of our being. So before we were apex predators, we were scavengers mm -hmm. and we would let the apex predators do their thing. And what was left over were the skeletal remains. Mm -hmm. So as scavengers, we would go and we'd collect the cranium. We would go and collect the femur bone, the stuff, the bones that they couldn't crack open. Make a soup. So we, we would make a soup. We would figure out with percussion technology how to crack that open. We would take the brains out. We would take the bone marrow out. Right. So from the inception of our being, we started to eat this stuff. We just took this out of our diet just recently. And to our detriment. So here's what I said. We have got to make this accessible to the world. And so since people don't want to taste it, people don't want to try it, I tell everybody, the best way you can go and get it, go on a hunt. When you go on a hunt and you have that connection with the animal, you're there for its last breath. You're there on the ground. Yeah. There's a new connection you get with the animal, with the land, with the experience. You never look at taking a life the same ever again. If you can do that, go do that. That's a spiritual experience. If you can't or you won't, because let's face it, very few people ever will, go to the butcher, get to know a guy, shake his hand, look him in the eye. Go do that. That's the second best. If you won't do that, go to the grocery store, go to White Oak Pasture, go order liver, bone marrow, kidney, heart, pancreas, spleen. Go order it online. You know how few people will do that. So I'm like, listen, I will make this available to the world. This, this is my philosophy. So what I do is we collect all the organs, nose to tail. And is that then, on your website? Can you get it on your website? You can't get that on, on liverking.com. So I, I own uh, companies like Ancestral Supplements, thefittest.com, Heart and Soil. Um, these, these are companies that you can go and get it in a capsule form. You can get liver, heart, pancreas, spleen. Oh, I'd be up for that. Guys, Fuck, do you have yeah. any? Do you have any Good. capsules? Let me see the capsules. What do you have? Yeah, what do you have? What are you, what are you hoarding over there? Let's see what you got. So we got uh, bone marrow and liver right here. I love this. And, and these are the fundamental things, again, that we evolved with. I tell everybody, start with bone marrow and liver. This is going to give you more drive, more determination, more energy to start to turn the lights on. And then when you start to turn the... Oh, you got some... That's not fucking... Is this not happening? Fuck. If you haven't heard by now, Tom and I are doing Sober October, and we are using our whoops. I'm telling you, at this point, I've been wearing a whoop for probably four years now i mean so much so when i take it off to do photo shoots they have to put makeup on my wrist i love this thing it helps me to tell things about my body that i've never knew before hrv heart rate variable heart rate recovery variable what that basically means is um your resting heart rate versus what your workout heart rate is they give you a number and right now i'm at 47 which is freaking awesome what that means is my resting heart rate which because I'm not drinking, and that's the beautiful thing about my whoop, is that through all this sober October, I've been getting to track what's happening with my body. My resting heart rate, which was at a 67, is now at a 55. My resting heart rate is at a 55. I gotta be honest with you, it kind of inspires me to be healthier, to, I've been toying with the idea of cutting back my booze aggressively, because the whoop's basically telling me your body is, is responding to this rest. That's the best part. First thing I do when I wake up, I check my whoop. 
see how I slept. I'm always in the green. Sober October, I am always in the green. And then based on that recovery, it tells you how hard you can work out with your strain coach. Look, there's a whole read here. I don't need to tell you the read. All I need to tell you is that this is the best fitness tracker that I've ever used in my entire life. And they've got a companion app that literally is my go-to. It's the first thing I hit. It, it breaks down my sleep, my recovery, and my workouts. And I will also tell you that this thing, and we're all, we're all using a bunch of different stuff during Sober October, this thing is the most specific one. It tells you about breaking down calories. It gives you real calories and forces you to work out harder. And when you work out harder, you feel like you earned it. This whoop is, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Now's a chance to join me and Tom and see how cutting out alcohol can help improve your health, life, sleep, and more. I genuinely believe whoop will help change your life. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and use the code BERT to save 10% off your order today. If you're already a member on whoop, you can join the official Two Bears Zero Drinks team by joining the team with the code C-O-M-M dash, the number two, bears. Support for Burkcast comes from Liver King. Modern day men are weak and submissive pussies because we no longer consume the whole animal and we no longer lift heavy shit, Liver King says. So, so it must be true. If you want to reclaim your manhood, strength, and self-respect, do what other alpha organisms do in the wild and go for the liver first. Liver will give you more energy, drive, and determination to take massive action to lift heavy shit and kick ass in life. The Whole Feast Protein Shake is the only protein blend with liver, bone marrow, and heart, and it comes in delicious milk chocolate and butter vanilla. If you've ever tried raw liver or bone marrow, it tastes like ass. Trust me, I've tried it with the Liver King. The Whole Feast Protein is the solution. Nose to tail, bones to blood, hoofs to horns. Nutrition that fueled the earth-conquering efforts of our ancestors. Do not be a weak, submissive pussy. Get a bag of Whole Feast at thefittest.com and dominate. Whole Feast is only at thefittest.com. Can I really tell you why? You can tell me anything you want to tell me. Uh, because I'm sober right now, uh, I, my, I, have a, I have a fucked up brain where if I, if I, I can convince myself I'm sick if I'm not sick. Uh, but if I could eat this, if I could take a Xanax and I know I'd be fine. <laughs> but if I ate that right now, I would, I would all day I'd, I'd imagine that I was feeling sick. Yeah. So wait, what do we have? What is it? Yeah, so there's bone marrow closest to you. And then you got testicles. And then we have some liver. And so th these are my favorite things. I, I try and bring everybody. You eat that raw. We, we eat this raw. Liver queen eats this raw. Liver boys eat this raw. And how's it, how's it prepared? So it's raw. It's, there's no preparation other than um, there, there's a lot of care taken to make sure this. There's only one source. It's either liver, liver king ranch or white oak pasture. So it doesn't exchange five or six different hands. Like the pathogenic load, the way this has been treated is like sashimi. Like, like, the, like grade A sashimi. Um, yeah. So in terms of how it's prepared. Um, the only thing that's been done to the liver is the membrane's been taken off. The balls, the membrane's been taken off. The bone marrow's just been cut in half. And so what, does it? do you lose nutrients when you cook it? You'll lose some, but I always say don't let perfect be the enemy of good. If you want to cook it, cook it, man. I don't care how you get it. See, I, li I love liver. I good. love liver. How, how do you like it? I look at uh, anyway, and to be dead honest with you, anyway, uh, it was one of my favorite things to order. It's one of my favorite things to order. There's an, an iron knee taste to liver yeah that just registers with me good yeah yeah and and so here's the thing there are some peptides that are really fragile there's peptides like, are like the big fucking thing well again here's the thing if you look at the back of a nutrition panel what you might see are some of the known vitamin and minerals that we know about 
but you're never going to see a peptide like LIP2, hepcidin, or ergothionine. Like th these are things that are pretty fragile. And so what I always say is why not hedge a little bit? If you can eat some raw and eat some cooked, great, do it. If you can't do I that. see it. Like I'm, I'm kind of fucking fascinated because I go, I'm just. And so. So this is bone marrow. No, like I, I, there's got to be people that are coming out against you, going, you can't eat that raw. It's got to be. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. And this is this is the funniest thing too. It's like, um, I'll just, if you don't mind, I want to take like thirty seconds to explain this. It might be a full minute. Please. But, so, By the way, you, you have all day. Oh, I have all day. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you Bird want. Bird invited yeah. me over here. I, I yeah. love it. Thank you for that. Oh, speaking of the NDA, you know, yeah, there was some the the, the non-disclosure agreement. There, yeah. there was something on there. Is it okay? You can always edit it out if you know. No, if you I, know. I, was, I have no reason to. So, so my my uh, uh, lawyer says, oh, dude, you can't. It's too punitive. You know, if you uh, look the wrong way or do something, you got to pay fifty thousand uh, dollars. You might not want to go on the show. And I said, I said, I'm going on Bert's show. I said, I would pay $250,000 just to go on the show. I said, somebody go get him five checks. Uh, they're all signed for $50,000 each. each <laughs> I, like, I actually don't know what's in our NDA at all, but I almost can, I can, I can guarantee you on the life of my daughters, I wouldn't sue you for anything. These are, podcasts well, have been around. That. Yeah, podcasts have been around forever. I've had huge like stars come on. NDA, I don't even know what an NDA, NDA just basically don't tell anyone where I live. That's it. Yeah, so I got but, but here's the thing. I, I mean, I could tell just with your energy and your purity and your heart, what you're going out and doing in the world. You know, again, yeah. it's not like you're out here, you know, selling diabetes no, or heart no, to the no, human condition. No, no. You're creating goodwill. I in want, the world. I want people to have a good time. Yeah, and I, and I, I, you, you fucking fascinated me, and then. I guess I don't know how we linked, but I think I tagged you in a message. Yeah, or something, and, and I couldn't believe it. But the machine tagged me, and I'm going to. And I was, I was like, I'm going, and I'm going to Beverly Hills. I saw you. I, how recent were you? Did did you do Fighter and the Kid? Like three or four, like three days ago, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been wild, man. Just how people have embraced me and, and the message. You're, you're, it's I. There's a thing with you, where I wonder sometimes, and and I I talked about this in stand up, in stand up sometimes. Because I perform shirtless, someone one time said to me, don't let the messenger outweigh the message. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because they're like, you know, you're a great stand-up. The fact that you're shirtless, some people write you off. Yeah. And they don't listen to you and they don't give you a shot. And I know that's a fact. I've read the comments before. Back when I read comments, it was like, this guy's just some fat alcoholic who takes his shirt off and tells one story. And I'm like, bitch, I'm on my fifth fucking special. Like, they... They don't give them for just taking your shirt off. That you got to do material, yeah. I, and 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 I want to see. And this is not comics as a fan, but it's like point out. I, I'm 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 a legit comic, but it's it's crazy because I was started listening to you on Fighter and the Kid, and I think so many people see the Messenger, and and it and it, and are you ever worried that it outweighs the message? Here's the thing. Um... I know that people pay for value at the end of the day. If Paul Revere was naked, I don't know if anyone would have, they, they would have been like, what the fuck was that lunatic doing? They, would, they wouldn't go, hey, you know the British are coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you know? know? And, and, and the thing is, I, I have to make sure that the, so before social media, I didn't wear a shirt. Before social media, I had a beard. Um, before social media, it's like, you know, th th this was the life that I lived. And so why would I change the life that I live mm -hmm. to go and, and to spread this message? And so I'm okay. I, I, I'm. If so, I, by the way, I, I love the comments. 
I love. I fucking hate the comments. And even and even if somebody's like, oh, it, it, here's another trend freak or a roid freak or whatever. All you guess what? Now all you, all you gotta do to be successful on social media is go do steroids, and all you need is money. Uh, all you gotta do in stand up is take your shirt off. Yeah, the, 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 I've, I've seen comics. Man, I, I think I'd hope they're doing them independently of just witnessing me do it. But I've seen comics perform shirtless now to try to get a following, and you're like, and and some of them are really good comics. And yeah, and, yeah. And, and and I hope it's organic for them because it was organic for me. I can't blame someone for wanting to be shirtless. I know for a fact you must feel the same way. I, being shirtless for me is so much more freeing than having a shirt. It's who I am. It's where it's, it's how exactly. I normally am. Yeah. And it's how modern day primitive culture tribes live. It's how early ancestors live. You know, I, I I know I said this earlier, but cheating doesn't scale. When you express real value from the inside out, that scales over the time. And and people pay for value with time, money, or both over time. And so I'm okay if people want to make whatever accusations they want to make. Uh, am, I, am I concerned about that uh, overshadowing the message? I am. I am. But I'm going to continue to go out and do, do what I have to do because this message, this is my fight. But doesn't, it doesn't benefit you to not show your light. Like uh, there's a great fucking mm. quote Leanne has about for you to not be who you are. It's just like my daughter. When we mm. talk about yeah. changing who you are and being your authentic primal self, it's who you are is who you are that message is coming with you and 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 for people to try to shame you into turning into a guy who, who wears hoodies and and or you know whatever the fuck they want you to do that's not being your authentic yeah, self yeah. we we did this interview with gq and i was not myself because it was a lady interviewing and she was great by the way she was she was really good it had nothing to do with her it had to do with me wanting to be as respectful as possible with a lady and i didn't use my primal language and i remember at the end of that i said oh i bombed it i screwed the whole thing up and lever queen's like well, why do you think and i was like i tried to be really respectful i wasn't using my primal language i got into my own head and, and i think that's it you know like um, once you start to put a shirt on or to change something, you know, I, I think you will be less effective because it's, it's not it, your primal you, truest. You, you don't get to shine. Expression. Yeah. You don't yeah. get to shine. And then, you know, the, the, the trouble with me, but I've had comics ask me to wear a shirt on stage if we're doing like a, a show and I go, I, I, I really can't. I'm sorry. They'll ask you to do it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They've asked, they've told me, they've asked me not to tell certain jokes. They've comics are pretty fucking shady across the board with making sure that, they want, there are horrible people out there that they want to set themselves up to succeed and they don't give a fuck about your life. Mm. And and if you're a good person, and I think sometimes my kindness gets mistaken for weakness, is they go, hey, Bert's a pushover. Hey, just do, do or they'll make a snide comment. Are you going to take your shirt off today? Is that how we're doing this? Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. What clothes are you telling? Oh, well, okay, I guess. And you're like, hey, man, you don't get to tell me how to behave. I behave the way I want to behave and it's been successful. Yeah. And so I'm going to keep doing what I do. But I know for a fact I, there I was the only compliment I ever got where I was like where I was like justified was David Letterman um uh, was talking to Mike Binder and he was saying that uh he goes, I I love this Burt Kreischer guy. The fact is he performs shirtless and he never mentions it. And his material is fantastic. And I went, so the hero, my hero, saw the message and could look past the messenger yeah. and was like like, cause, and I was the fucking greatest. I was my favorite. I love that. And, and I, that this is why I love and I need opportunities like this because I think long form, what you start to realize is who gives a shit about the messenger because it's, it's the message. Look at Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is, is talking. The thing is, man, there is a, there is an epidemic of, 
of people hurting right now is real. Yeah. It's very real. And to ignore it or to blame them or to uh, is is irresponsible and it's it's not and for lack of a better word it's not the Christian thing to do. If you want you then the, if you want to make a difference identify that. And when you said that I had heard Jordan Peterson say that I'd heard I've heard Rogan say that I've heard so many of these big alpha male role models like yourself say that out loud and it's like the most empathetic thing to say that you're not hearing from like a Hillary Clinton isn't saying what's going on in our country is there's a lot of primarily dudes uh, a lot of dudes that just feel fucking lost that's it just lost and they're like and they don't know how to be and they and and you know look i'm saying i'm not saying that the way me and you were raised was ideal i mean we got we got some toxic shit inside us that like i say to this day how many times like i'm fucking i'm i'm more broken than anyone i said it the other day we were pulling up to go see my we're building the tour bus and we pulled up and there's a a BMW and it would parked on top of our cone and, and old school toxic masculinity. I'm, <laughs> I'm in the car with my wife, uh, my tour manager, who's a woman and my assistant, Peter, who's a dude. And I, and I just go, Oh, guarantee you that was a woman that did that. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? I went, sorry, sorry. That's my brain. That's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. I said it out loud. It's my bad. And Leanne goes, well, at least you recognized what a misogynist you are. <laughs> Good, yeah. And so, but there's, but you're right. The way we were raised is not healthy. Don't cry in front of your kids. My dad told me that. Don't yeah. ever cry in front of your kids. Don't cry. Be a man. All that shit's fucking great. But when I, I look at the tenets that you bring up, I go, I start going, these are achievable. They're doable. Yeah. And if they can, if they can give just male or female any way to, to live, to feel better about themselves, why the fuck not? Yeah. Why not be a part of sharing that message? Thank you for saying that. The, the eighth one is fight. And, and I think you just sort of alluded to that is we do have a problem today. And I'm just going to come out and say it. I think the modern day manicured man is a pussy. Weak and submissive. No direction. No vision. No fight. No unite. It's like aimlessly wandering about. and, and Online. Leaving toxic comments. Online. Uh, fucking do, doing shit. Do, like, yeah, I agree. I, like, I, the, there, there's a version of man that I've, I've seen happen. And I, and I, like back when I read comments and I, I don't read comments and I'm not bragging about that. I don't read comments. I'm a weak bitch. And if you and sometimes if you say something that I think it shuts me down for a day. And so I'm like, I don't need that in my life. Yeah. It's, it's just like you said, uh, identify the, the, the things you don't like. Right. And, right. and so get it out. Yeah. Get it out. Get it out. Because the, the, the whole thing with fight, I believe the modern day manicured man is, is like this today and offer offers less value today um, because they don't have the strength and, and and they don't have the strength because hard times make strong men and there's no requirement for hard times in the modern world, right? If our early ancestors just needed water, modern day primitive culture tribes that need water, you know how, hard, how far they have to go for water and yeah. then to bring it back, you know, um, if they want food, the kind of uh, a walk and stock 18 miles and they may or may not be successful in the hunt. They may or may not eat that day. Yeah. And, and their shelter, the way that they have to build and maintain shelter in perpetuity as well is hard work every single day. And again, you said today um, there's an app for sex, right? The, the stuff, it could, if you want to eat today, it's in your refrigerator. Yeah. There's an app. It's a phone call away. If you want shelter. There's an app. There's a realtor. We outsource it. If you want sex, there's an app. You can, you can, you know, it's effortless. And you had to really build real value in yourself to get these things. Everything required hard, hard work. There's no hard work required today. You know what we do when we turn 16 today? You, you, do you know how we celebrate a 16-year-old's birthday? 
Uh, Sweet 16? Sweet 16. You know, it's Sweet 16. And and the way modern-day primitive culture tribes do it still today, and the way earlier ancestors, there was a real rite of passage. If you look at the Aztec, at 15, they had to go capture a neighboring tribe, bring them back for sacrifice. The the Maasai would go on a lion hunt. Oh, uh, I have a Maasai sword. Do you? Yeah, I have a Maasai sword. He told me the story. You had to go on a lion hunt at 16. And then they brought you in and they covered you in mud. And then that mud would dry. They lay you in the center of the room and they'd circumcise you in front of the whole tribe. And then if any of that mud cracked on your body, you were shamed. Meaning, if you flinched when they cut the head of your dick with a fucking rock, because they'd put a bone through the foreskin and cut it, if you flinched and cracked any of that dried mud, you were shamed. Yeah, yeah. And that motherfucker, this chief, the current chief of the Maasai tribe, was on his lion hunt. He told me this story right after we drank goat's blood. Um, he climbed a tree. A lion came out. He climbed a tree. Heard a lion. He climbed the tree. Everyone's fucking tried to hide. Whatever. There's a lion there. It's night. Climbs a tree. And as the lion comes up, he just takes his sword and swipes at it. And the lion falls, he hits it, lion falls, breaks his back, and on his 16th birthday, mm. he rolled into that fucking jungle, into his tribe with a lion over his shoulders going, guess who's going to be king, bitch? <laughs> Cut this dick, son! <laughs> that's a it. true story. That, I, I met that man. I know that's a true story because I, I've heard it over and over and over. And, and again, if you look at just the Spartans at seven years old, they would send their kids off for 13 years to become warriors. These are the rites of passages, you know, that have created the hard times, that forge strength, the fundamental value that allows all other values to become possible. I'm not saying like these moral values, ethical values aren't, aren't good. They are necessary. Yeah. But the fundamental value of strength and courage are fundamental. And nothing survives in nature without strength. And without strength, you don't have a fight. And without a fight, you don't know your principles. And this is why, again, we're aimlessly wandering about. Without a fight, there's no resistance to forge your character. We need to create this resistance. So this is up to guys like us to say, listen, okay, I get it. Guys like you. Well, I'm, I'm a weak bitch. <laughs> like, don't ever put me in your group because there's a softness to me that I that I would love. I would love I would love to take jujitsu and 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 roll and learn how to defend myself. I would love to be a tougher dude. I would love to be able to, you know, one of the biggest struggles struggles I conquer with, I, I battle with, is trying to conquer uh, anxiety and OCD stuff. Like, I deal with that a lot, and it, I fucking hate it. I can't stand it. I can't. I can't get on a plane without a couple drinks. Like those things, I think that's society that has infiltrated weakness into me, given me a cheat code so that I don't have to figure things out. I think there's out. a lot more to it than that. I, I do believe as we get into more than nine ancestral tenants, and you and I have a part two, three, four, and five just in life, yeah. not on a podcast, just, just in life. I think that you're going to have such satiation in life that you're going to realize that some of those other external things are now internal and you're satiated, and, and, and you're going to have a choice. Hey, do I want to drink? Do I not want to drink? I'm going to continue to say us. Guys, do we have a barbarian axe or not? A barbarian axe. If we don't, I, I want to make sure we get burnt this axe because I know you can do the barbarian. Um, it, it's a wearable weight workout. That's a modern day rite of passage. I created this when I'm saying. What well, is it? Pull it up online. Can I see it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's bring up the. Hey, who's here? Is Peter and Mans here? Pete, who's in there? Okay. Oh, wait, guys. I, can I introduce my trainer to you? Hell yeah. Yeah. This is Lacey Mackey. She's my trainer. Her, her, her boyfriend, oddly enough. Has a lot of this is Lacey. Hey very nice to meet I'm you. Great. How are you? How are yeah. You? Lacey, would you like some uh Lacey, would you like some liver or testicles or bone marrow? Ooh. 
We have you do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Well, I can't. This is why you, this, this is, is what's how wrong, you this is what's wrong with women. This is because now my broken fucking male brain goes. I can't. She's a chick. Manzi, come on in. Sit in. Oh, come on in, Manzi. Shit. Sit in. Hell yeah, Manzi. This is yeah, man, come, come on, on sit. You that, drank goat's blood with me in, in Tanzania. And that's the point. If it Manzi. were in your wheelhouse, you would have no growth. It not being in your wheelhouse is going to stretch Peter, you. Peter, come on you. in. And so what would you start? I would start with bone marrow. I think that's but, the Yeah, safest. absolutely. Bone marrow is definitely the one to start with. Yeah, it's you want to like try candy. a little bone marrow? Here, man, so we'll split it in half. Whoa, this is... Uh, a yeah, I gave you the smaller one. Delicious. It's a little waxy cold. A little waxy. When you get this up at about 98 degrees, <laughs> okay. we would go good with a hot cup of coffee. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Can you put salt in it? Sure, absolutely. Let's get some let's seasoning. Yeah, let's get some salt, you guys. Hey, make sure there's a lot of marijuana ones over there. Don't grab one of the marijuana ones. I bet hot sauce on it would be and good. Look how perfect they have. I think they have four testicle slices for us. And we could just take a big bite from from the testicle, right? Oh, we got it. Uh, wow. We're gonna get to this in a minute. So that all right. This so that was that was a little tad a bit waxy. Um, I do love bone marrow though. I love I love fat. I love fat. What do you think, Manzi? Talk loud so the mics can hear you. Uh, yeah, just uh, like a hunk of fat, kind of. Okay, okay. And this is testicle. And, oh, and I got I got this thing. I say, how I old is it? I don't know if you've ever heard this. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard, but here it is. White vegetables when you can eat testicles. <laughs> this is what I so say. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hear what. Here we go. Do you want to try? Do you want to? Do you want me to try some salt on it, or do you want to just raw dog it? Salt. Salt is. Do you put salt on them? Uh, salt is very primal. Yeah. So I'm I'm yeah, good with salt. All right. Okay. You first. I, I, you guys are the guests of honor. That, yeah. No, the fuck. Okay, fuck I'm it. not. You don't. Listen, with the, when you buy Coke these days, you make the dealer do it first. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got I got my piece. Let's do it. Cheers. I like to chew it. I like it. I like. I, I got to chew it. I got to chew it. Man, a little testicle. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, there's little pieces right there. Man, you got to grab quicker next time, bitch. <laughs> All right. Look, there's ladies. four pieces. Just oh, man, so you got the good one. Well, these testicles. Okay. Two, one. Cheers. I like that. Mm. Oh, kind of like, oh, you have? Oh, hell yeah. You've had the Rocky Mountain. And yeah. what do you think it tastes like? Actually, to be honest with you, uni. Like, yeah. Like uh, like it tastes like uh, like urchin, sea urchin. Yeah. A lot of it's people, actually really good. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad that you like it's it. It's actually really good. The fucking strong ones, liver. Liver strong. You do? Cooked or not. I love it. I love it cooked. Man, do you like liver? I don't like any of this. This will help. This will help with everything going on in your life right 100%. now. Yeah, this is what yeah. you need. All right, liver. Do we a little, little salt? I think sure. salt on liver is definitely the move. Salt is fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. So, by the way. Salt, right? If you're eating a mostly like. Absolutely. Diet, Absolutely. And, and a lot of people don't realize how much salt is in blood. And if you're drinking blood, man's. you probably don't need a supplement with salt. But who's drinking blood? No, right? Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, they're not getting it from the vegetable. There right, go, absolutely. Manzi. Here you go, Manzi. Oh, okay. you left me the big one. <laughs> well, Lacey, you know, this is the deal. You guys, for equality, I need to... All right. You know what? They're about the same size, right? Okay, you ready? Hell yeah. This is my favorite. This is your favorite? Yep. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Hang on, hang on, hang on one second. 
if this isn't going on my Instagram, I don't know what is. If I'm not, hold on, let me, uh, I guess I am filming it with these cameras. Fuck it, here we go. Uh, if I'm not filming it, it didn't happen. If I'm not filming it, it didn't happen. Hold on. Let's all try a little liver. Let's go around the horn. Ready? I'll go first. I'm in. Ooh. It's got a lot more texture. Though. I like a lot of texture. Yeah. I like it. I actually like it. Um, it's like you're biting through something. Salmon. Yeah, like salmon. Not bad. It's like salmon sashimi. And then let's see how the pro does it. What if he started gagging? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you how it tastes. How's it taste? It tastes like strength. It tastes like courage. It tastes like getting better. Jesus. Sober October, baby. I'm eating liver. We're going to be stronger. Yeah. Well, will you please? Sick as fuck. <laughs> the, I, I get, listen, I guarantee nobody's getting sick from this. There's no, like, it's not had an opportunity to this accumulate any pathogens, right? Yeah. And, and the number two, please pay attention to how you feel over the next couple of hours. It, I, it was just a little bit, but it's enough. Yeah. It's enough. And so if you can be cognizant about how it changes the way that you feel over the next couple of hours, most people say, you know what? I love that benefit. I'm going to be drawn back to it. I have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't expect anybody to have liver for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'd have it. I'd, I wouldn't mind thin slivering it and put it in scrambled eggs like so with especially this one the testicles yeah one of my favorite things to do what yeah one of my favorite things balls for breakfast balls for breakfast yeah my wife does it why wouldn't i (laughs) what animal are we eating here human <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah, wait, asked what me. What animal is this? We just ate his liver. We're like, does he party? I mean, I want to know. Listen, we He's go like, to, it's Ricky Gervais. We, <laughs> we go to the best morgues across the country. I mean, nothing but the best. By the way, do you realize how fucking valuable my liver would be? If just if, if if when I die, they're like, hey man, we're gonna and you guys can eat birth liver. It would be like it would make uh uh what's it called? Duck foie gras. It would make it look like fucking nothing. I've been I've been caking this one up for a while. We should do a blend. Maybe we'll blend ours too. You you have your own standalone. I have my own standalone. Maybe we do a blend of I bet liver. Your liver would be so good. If we got stranded on an island, first of all, I'd have a hard time killing you to eat you. <laughs> but I would definitely start with your liver. <laughs> Hell yeah! You'd wake up in the middle of the night. What the fuck are you doing with my axe, Bert? I was like, I'm so hungry. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have gotten drunk tonight. <laughs> Um, so if someone wants to buy this, buy a liver like this and have it at their house, where do they go? I think the best place you can go is, is find a place that, um, if you can find a a local butcher, that that's the best thing. Again, like get to know them, shake, shake their hand, get to know them. Right. Um, if you're not going to go to the butcher and you just want the path of least resistance, a really high quality online ranch, like white Oak pasture or Piedmontese, those places are going to send it to you. They'll, they'll overnight it to you. And again, you're not going to have multi sources of we've sent out here. It's exchanged five or six hands. You're going to have pure, pristine organs to eat. Really? Does anyone want any more? I mean, we have all this liver to be shared with. Peter, Halston, you're a vegan. This is a great way to break that fast. <laughs> Jen, do you want to prove that you're an equal to a man? <laughs> I love it. Um, has, is there anything I've not talked about that you go, I wish we had covered that? 
You know, I just think when it comes to what we were talking about, the Sweet 16 party, right, and and creating rites of passage today, I've talked about the problem, but I didn't really talk about the solution, right? The solution is um, start with liver because liver is king and it's going to give you more energy, right? But now go go create your own rite of passage, such as the Barbarian, right? The Barbarian is, is this workout. I thought that we were going to try to get it up here. But the Barbarian is, is this workout where you take 70-pound kettlebells, you take 70 pounds in a backpack, 120 pounds on a sled, and 20-pound ankle weights, and you go for one mile. Santa does this exercise. That's right. But for Christmas, he's like, everyone, all the elves on a sled. <laughs> that's, that's right. Fu- that's, that sounds a, a tad bit unmanageable. It sounds it's, like a great idea on paper, but it's one of those things where you start doing it, you go, like we did a hike called the Gau- Grouse Grinder, and they're like, it's a two-hour hike. And I was like, cool. And five minutes in, I went, we're doing this for two hours? Fuck this. And we only made it halfway, and we had to turn around and walk down. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. Well, so there's a, there was another reason, but this is the thing. It's supposed to be really, really hard. I, I made my 14-year-old do this right before he turned 15 as his rite of passage, and then we went on a sacred hunt. This should be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life, right? Otherwise, it's not really a rite of passage. Oh, I see. I see. And, and so this thing should take so many hours to do, and a lot of people, um, it, there should be a percent chance that you're actually not going to be able to complete it. So yeah. A lot of people go out there, and it'll take several hours, and some people won't actually complete it. So I want to give you this Barbarian Axe because this is an invitation for a time in the future. When you have this Barbarian Axe, what it means is at some point in the future, you're going to say, I'm ready to do the Barbarian. So I'll either come to you and yeah. we'll do the Barbarian or you come to Liver King Ranch. And where's, we'll get, where's Liver King Ranch? It's in Texas, in between Houston and, and Dallas. Oh. I, we did it just uh, at Long Beach yesterday. Yeah, but I do it all the time. And so now for me, Barbarian, it, I have a super Barbarian that I'll do. And that's, that is... That's really, really, you know what that there is, but that's like more for fun. Yeah. That's like, uh, if you want to be successful on social media, I figured out how to do it. It's, uh, so it's, if you barely, barely, barely survive, like you're, you're, you, 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 you pick like five or six things. Right. And and if you, if you actually almost die, but you actually barely survive, it tends to get views. Yes. There's barbarian right there. Uh, Tom Segura could do that. What are you dragging? Hundred, yeah, hundred twenty pounds on a sled. So can yeah. I tell you? Can I tell you that? So, uh, your your chief marketer is here somewhere, and we were talking business models and and branding, and we were talking all the stuff that's kind of gross to the listener, but uh, fascinates me. I'm gonna come up with my own. Uh, what do you call this? The Barbarian Challenge. Yeah, but for twenty first birthdays, mm. and I'm gonna show up to colleges. And it's the twenty, and and just go like, everyone. We're gonna celebrate our twenty first birthday, and it starts. We're gonna start with one bump of cocaine at three and a half. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I go. We're going hard as fuck, and it's gonna end at Taco Bell. And it's like, no, we're eating it all. Razzle dazzle, surprise! The us. whole thing. <laughs> God damn, this is really that looks very intense. It is intense, but once again, um, you know, when people say, okay, I I did the sweet sixteen. I never had a hard life. And kids send me this message all the time. I, I know how this might sound, but um, when I first got this first message, I wish you were my dad because I, I've lived an easy life, but, and I hate my life today. And, and, I, and, and I wish that I had more resistance, more things that created strength and character ethic inside of me. And so what, what I try and tell people today is, you know, start lifting heavy things, learn the barbarian, train the barbarian, become a barbarian. And once you've done this workout, it's not about like your ability to impose your force of will physically. Like, okay, yeah. cool. We're, we're strong physically. 
But when you figure out how to be a master comedian, when you figure out how to be like a, a, a master personal trainer, when you figure that out, you can point that process at all your roles and goals in life, right? Because it takes active suffering, act, active struggling, relentless effort, discipline, focus, right? In a singular direction, it's like, okay, I figured that out. Now I can unlock any of my roles and goals in life. And now there's infinite value in that. The aimless man with no direction, no fight is now infinitely value. I value, well, now I can go and create whatever value I want in any role and goal that I have in life. And so I just want to make sure we acknowledge, listen, there's a problem. There's a better life to live. And so you're like, is there anything else you, you want to make sure that, that you cover? That, that's a big deal to me, you know, is that people are suffering with these things. We talked about a lot of stuff. Start with liver. The name is Liver King because liver is king. Start with liver. If there's nothing else you're going to remember, once you start feeling better and you have more energy, more drive in life, then start all nine ancestral tenants. Get the sun. Take your damn shoes off. Put down the damn phone. Put it in airplane mode. Have, have you been parties. listening to this? This is all shit that they, I all shit you agree with. Yeah. Sleep, eat, move. Shield, comet. Connect. Connect. <laughs> Coddle. Cold. Cold. Motherfucker, I can't write. <laughs> Sun, fight, bond. Yeah. I agree with all of them. I agree with all of them. If, if you had uh, drink, fuck, my, these are my tenants, okay? These are my these are tenants. Your nine tenants. Yeah, I love this. Uh, drink, sleep, eat, sleep, drink, sleep, eat, sleep, drink, eat, eat, eat. So there's three tenants, but you got to do them in succession, or it doesn't count. I, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, Thank man. So Thank you so much for reaching out and connecting, and 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 I and I I think I really honestly think the message you're putting out is a very valuable message, and and the people you want to connect to are should be listening i hope i hope i hope there's people listening today that are like i mean honestly if you just if you can get through sleep eat move is such yeah that's a fucking game changer mm -hmm. and sleep eat move is such a fucking game changer yeah, it, it is there's still going to be some people that have recalcitrant conditions yeah um let's say like crohn's uh where, where they, they they they're doing this stuff right they still can't figure it out and invariably, there's some people where you put that phone in airplane mode, you get them in an uh, EMF-free environment. It's wild how the default is back to strength, health, and happiness. So you're right. Those first three are the most powerful levers. But let's not forget, if you haven't achieved the health and happiness that, that you know that you're meant for, let's keep going along a little bit. Because the, you, you can't tell me that you're going to do these things and you're not going to live a kick-ass life. It happens. It does happen. Hey, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great fucking podcast. Hell yeah. Is there a camera? Is this the camera? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, because I always end by saying, Liver King, out. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.